Furnace is sponsored by New Republic Printing. Check them out on Instagram at New Republic Printing. Go to their website, newrepublicprinting.net. Check out their um, entire catalog. You want anything, you want something printed on anything, they can do it for you. There's no screen setup fees. There's no shipping charges for um, a commercial address. There's no hidden nonsense. It's straight up. So if you get 10,000 shirts and 100 boxes delivered right at your door or at your job, since it's got to be a commercial address, it doesn't cost you a dime. Um, Shout out to Steve. Great guy. I've been using them on and off for like a decade. Um, so, yeah, check them out at New Republic Printing on Instagram and New Republic, no, N Republic Print on Twitter. And it's also sponsored by Generation Records at 210 Thompson Street in the West Village in New York City. Check them out as well on Instagram at Generation Records. Go to generationrecords.com and you can order things online if you don't live in the New York City area. Everything from vinyl, this, that, and the other thing. If you go to the actual brick-and-mortar spot downstairs, they have, like, a thousand fucking T-shirts, bands, shit, posters, all that. They have occasional, like, in-store band performances. They have, um, what is it called, Rich? Um, it's, like, spoken word shit. I think, like, Paulie Shit Terry did a spoken word in there a while ago, whatever. But uh, check out Generation Records on Instagram at Generation Records. Um, also, I never do this. I rarely do this. I haven't done it in, like, 50 episodes. If you go to my Instagram page, go into the link in my bio, it's going to send you to, it's, it's called Linktree. If you hit that, then it's going to bring you to a different page, which, which has every single um, like social media platform and podcast platform where you can listen, follow, and subscribe and do all that nonsense. So do that. It's at the Brooklyn Blast Furnace. And I'm finally on Spotify. So go there. And if I have to explain it to you, I don't know what to tell you. It's fucking 2020. With all that being said, I'm half out of breath. I'm very impressed that you didn't read that. I didn't read it. I never read it. I never come prepared but for But you did like the dumb guy thing where you kept your eyes closed while you were saying it. Well, some of it. The dumb guy thing. Well, sometimes I have to, bro. Or else I get thrown off. I you didn't want to laugh. That's what you wanted. You wanted to keep your eyes closed. I know. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. I look turn at you your, and you roll your eyes. You turn your back to the crowd. Right. Well, the return of Rich Fi. Yeah. On location yeah. here. Yeah. Here at R&D Tattoo. 6201 Myrtle Avenue, Queens. Yes. Correct. Yeah, you were on 49 episodes ago. I even do a lot of episodes. I do once a week. Every Sunday at midnight, one drops. And then if they, if, if the listeners behave themselves, they get a nice little bonus mini episode in there. Depending on if I, I want wish, to I wish I could do this many episodes. You can. You just choose I not to. I, I just can't. Why? Because you're anal retentive and you have to edit it all sorts of ways. The last few I didn't edit quite as much. Well, if uh, nobody knows who the fuck I'm talking to, he's also the host of the Neighborhood Knucklehead Podcast, which it's all New York centric shit, and it yeah. rules. You should do more. I want to do more. The kids need more Neighborhood I'm, Knucklehead. Speaking of that, I'm just gonna say like, 
If I'm going to look at, I'm going to look at this right now, real quick. Well, you should pull, well, just follow Neighborhood Knucklehead on yeah, Instagram as well. That I would appreciate, but only in New York. Yes, my my pal Tracy just uh, did a new podcast. Okay, it just dropped today. And what's it called? Only in New York. She's uh, I listened to two episodes uh on the way to work today. Uh, yeah, I had to drive to run some errands, and this second episode, they just shit on Howard Beach for like. Oh, yeah? There's a lot to shit on, though. It's pretty funny. There's a lot to shit on about Howard Beach. I lived in Howard Beach for several years. Yeah, they shit on it. But I'm not originally from Howard Beach. I was born and raised in Canarsie, and then I went here and there, and I was in the service and this and that. But from, like, 1990 until I joined the service in 96, I lived in Howard Beach. And, uh... It's yeah, they the, shit uh, on it pretty good. It's especially, like, the new side of Howard Beach. That's, like... Howard Beach, you know what I mean? That's 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 due to do central, bro. At one point, they they called those people garbage Italians. <laughs> yeah, it's hysterical. <laughs> I mean, I'm from Ozon Park. I mean, I'm the same type of garbage Italian. Yeah, well, I went to John Adams for a few years. <coughs> yeah, I didn't talk about it last time. You yeah, so yeah, I know all about Howard Beach. Speaking of, I don't ever promote shit. I promote whatever you want, but I don't promote something right now because just made me think of it. Speaking of garbage Italians, Howard <laughs> Beach and shit, is I just signed up this morning to do. The mob movie tattoo convention. The mob movie convention. Uh, but that's at Harris, right? Yes. And you sign up to tattoo at that. Me I and think my homegirl Karina. That is on my schedule of, of it's events. April. Yes. I'll tell you exactly when it is. It is, I have right here, because I mean, over t- I, I need a schedule or else I'm all fucked up. It's um, Saturday and Sunday, April 18th and 19th, mob movie con at Harris Atlantic City. Yes. I just signed up. I'm going to tattoo there. Really? All right, well, we'll you're do gonna, mob movie tattoo. You're probably going to fucking see me. Great. Yeah. Only, <laughs> There's always a joy. Huh? Great. Only, only what? Like, are you just going to bring your book, or is it going to be... No, I'm probably just going to br- do a bunch of flash. Just, that's Punk Rock Robbie. Punk Rock Robbie. He's Hello. in the house. He's from Milwaukee. He's from Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Nice. He's guest spot here at, at the shop. He'll be gone by the time this airs, so it doesn't care really promote This time. is airing uh, in two weeks from now. Yeah, he'll be gone in a couple days. Yeah. Well, go Not check him out. Go check him out in Milwaukee if you're ever. Yeah, if you're in Milwaukee. Doing white trash shit in Milwaukee. Yeah, what's up with Milwaukee? What's in Milwaukee? It's white trash. Besides the Pabst Blue, Blue Ribbon, we were talking oh, about we this before. Blue, Blue Ribbon, the Harley Davidson, uh, Harley Davidson, and the Brewers. Miller, Miller. Oh my There's god, yeah, that's white trash. Yeah, yeah. You guys don't even have a corner store. <laughs> yeah, the they champagne of I'm beer. It's terrible, Milwaukee. But, uh, what was I saying? Mob movie con. Oh, I'm gonna do just. I'm gonna make flash. That's just tattoo flash, just related to, you know, mob movies. I guess. You're gonna get like big fat guineas from Howard Beach that want like dice. I'm. I love that. I know you do. <laughs> I, I have a heavy goomba side to be that. Well, listen, I can't get rid of. I, 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 me and my girl, we laugh all the time. Like, I'm rewatching The Sopranos, and I laugh half the fucking time. How many times does Tony say gabagool? Like, so, let me say, I don't know if we said this the last time when we talked about. Eh, whatever. Who cares? But that's the only that's the only bad part of the entire Sopranos thing is James Gandolfini's New York or New Jersey accent. You think so? It's so bad. I love it though. It's, it's so. so I find it to be comical. It's, dude. it's so fake. He's from New England. I mean, I guess it was from, I guess I, I guess know. it's a good acting because somebody from Milwaukee, right? Brought it. So but somebody from Queens, I'm somebody in Queens Jersey. Is He's supposed that. to be the boss in Jersey. Yeah, well, I, I that's the only thing that's bad about it. Yeah, and he's great. 
He's great. Rest in peace, James Gandolfini. He's so good in that show, but the, sometimes he just gets that. So he's, he's pronounces some words. I'm just, come on. But some of it's funny. It's funny, dude. I fucking laugh constantly at that show. It's like horrible things are happening, and we're fucking laughing. I watched it three times in, in, from start to finish. Yeah, see, when it was first on, like I watched it sporadically here and there. I remember I watched the finals episode because it was a huge deal. But like I didn't watch it every week because when it was on when did that show air like i was out like doing knucklehead shit i wasn't sitting home watching i think it came out in the late late 90s and ran through like yeah yeah i was i was like in alaska in the service i'm not watching the sopranos i'm drinking i'm drinking you know so fair enough yeah yeah i was in yeah (laughs) for like 18 months in the service and then i got what else is there doing alaska drank did you uh now, I went to work all, and I drank. All parts of Alaska, the parts where I, this is going to sound. If, if I'm wrong, on it's going to be you're going to be stupid. stupid yeah, <laughs> like you just had your eyes closed to remember. I'm right, so, so you're <laughs> stupider than me. Isn't a part of Alaska? Is it like dark for like an extended amount of time? Yes. Were yeah. you in that part? It's not no. all of Alaska, right? No, it's like I was in. I was at Elmendorf Air Force Base, which is a, about a mile or two outside of Anchorage. Which is it's not the capital, but it's the most populated city. So it wasn't that bad. What's the capital? Juno. I'm glad you. you know, I'm not super... that stupid. I have nice hair, and but but you know what, bro? There's there's like, got to be like fertile soil underneath in order for my hair to grow nice. I mean, we're gonna call that nice hair. Yeah. See. <laughs> so it's like I was I was like maybe like 400 or 500 miles above like Seattle. You know what I mean? So. It was the same here, how how it gradually, but it's just more extreme. It's like June 21st, which is the longest day of the year, the sun will, it'll set, but not fully at like one o'clock in the afternoon. It'll get like dusk, like, like not even dark, dusk, and it'll, like the sun will dip halfway behind the mountains and then it'll just rise again. It's bugged out, but it's the opposite in the winter. December 21st, it's like noon, one o'clock. It gets like dawn for like 20 minutes, and it just gets fucking black again. And it's miserable. And, 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 and oh, like, maybe people kill themselves because of it, right? Dude, uh, not <coughs> that it, and, but it's not as bad where I was. Where if you, there's two Air Force bases at the time. They might be, I don't know, I'm out of the loop, but there was one up in Fairbanks, which is way north. And that was called Isleson Air Force Base. That's the place you do not want to go. That's where it's like dark almost constantly. Yeah. That's that. like igloo, Eskimo, Iditarod, dog sled shit. Fuck and killing yourself. And fucking offing yourself. But like it's bugged out because when I first got in there, I was single and I was living in the dorms. So when I first got there, I was like, there's something to this because the curtains are super thick. So it's like in the summertime, you got to block the bro. We, I was drinking. I was a mess. But there was a place called Chilkoot Charlie's. It was an abandoned underground like mine, which is like one of the biggest fucking. I saw Quiet Riot there. It was like the biggest fucking. Yeah, it was. It was like the highlight of Alaska besides booze. Was I saw Quiet Riot? Kevin Dubrow <laughs> was a fucking disaster. But I walked out of there at like three o'clock in the morning. What year is this that you went? That you actively went to Quiet Riot? This you are. You're not that old. That that was an old men Quiet Riot. This I'm 44. But I was, that was like 20 years ago. 
That was like ninety seven. Quiet Riot is like one of the first albums I ever had. Like ninety seven. Like it was it was like ninety eight. I saw them because I got thrown and out. Quiet Riot was a a, a current band in like eighty two. Right. But they did like this little offshoot thing and they fucking played Alaska and it was like expensive for the time. It was like $35 to see them at like the bar that I used to go to all the time. But I'm like, fuck it. I haven't been to a show in forever. So I'm going to see fucking Quiet Riot. I'll sing along with my horns up the slick black Cadillac. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, but like I walked out of there. It was like three o'clock in the morning. Not that night, but three o'clock in the morning I walked out of there and you walk out. It's like three o'clock in the afternoon. It's crazy. Yeah, I don't think I'd like that. Were they from no, Long you don't Island? like it. It's like, oh my god! It's like you got to fucking like, don't even look at me. Was Quiet Wyatt? Quiet, uh, quiet Wyatt. Quiet Wyatt. <laughs> was Quiet? I've been tattooing all day. I know. He just tattooed me too. Very yes, nice. Uh, I have a pachyderm on a sofa. Yes, Brooklyn Dust music. <laughs> yes. Was Quiet Riot from Long Island? I don't know. I think they're. I think they're maybe New York based, or maybe it's, I'm just confusing it with Twisted Sister. Yeah, Twisted Sister is definitely from Long Island. It's an incredible documentary. You seen it? No. Oh, recommended watching though. It's called it's called We Are Twisted Fucking Sister. It's brilliant. I, and what's great is that it ends right when Stay Hungry comes out. So it's not none of that I wanna rock shit. It's all before that. They were killing it. They said they like really like uh took a lot of influence off like New York dolls and stuff. Probably. Right? Everyone did. So did Kiss. So did everybody. But that guy's kind of a douchebag in real life, right? Who, D. Snyder? Yeah. I met him. He was cool with me. But he's putting on an act. He had like a convention and shit. But he's not stupid. But is he like some like real like right-wing Trumpy asshole or something? I don't know. I don't know about his politics. Good for you. I don't know. He, I think he's still, he still, the way his garb, his getup, he still lives in fucking 1984. Yeah. I, see, I, I actually ran into him a couple times. Yeah, I was at a convention. Like, my girl met him and got, like, something signed by him. And I, I mooched, like, I was like, yeah, I shook his hand. It's enough for me. Now, when you meet a celebrity person at these at these, I got I to give, give them credit, though, because I say this a lot, but the two bands that sprung me from the stuff that was playing in my house to eventually setting me on the path of where I'm at now was Motley Crue, Shout of the Devil, and Twisted Sister, Stay Hungry. Same time. My old babysitter, Denise. Had him on vinyl. I was like ten. I was like, "Hey, this is pretty cool." Yeah, I didn't like that. No. <laughs> no, I mean, I, 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 like, no, I didn't like that. I like Twisted Sister, I guess, <laughs> enough when I seen it when I was a kid. When I was a kid, it was like that was like I my version you? of Kiss forty four. Me too. Uh, yeah, I remember seeing. I remember thinking the videos were kind of cool. Yeah, you had the guy, the loud guy, who gets thrown around. Yeah, that was what are you right. gonna do with your life, guy? Yeah, like I. Around that time, I seen like Run DMC, and I was like, "Yeah, fuck that." Shit. Well, I was into that shit too. Yeah, Beastie Boys, early <coughs> Beastie Boys. Yeah, I think that's about. I, I think Twisted Sister. We were younger. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean, I think uh, Stay Hungry came out in '84. So if it came out in '84, I was either eight or nine, depending on what the month was. I was born in '75. Me too. Yeah. See, we're both you dumb see? and we're both the same age. What, what do you want? <laughs> But uh, what we were talking about off while well, I was tattooing you. Yes. Oh, boy. Let's go. Which is the reason why <laughs> I probably didn't like that stuff, is I'm terrified of the devil. What, you didn't like Shout at the Devil? I wouldn't listen to that. You wouldn't? No. It's nervous? I get nervous. <laughs> what? I was, I was an altar boy. So that funny. shit was, br- like, shoved into my head. I'm not religious. Right. Now. Right. But that is residual 
Scariness. Yeah, like PTSD. Scariness. <laughs> it's the devil stuff. Ouija board's the devil. But Anything it's not really cold. devil stuff. It's Motley fucking crew. Anything <laughs> with a big hood on that you can't see their face. You don't like that? No. Like a druid? <laughs> like a druid? You get nervous off a druid? Terrible. So what about like typo negative? He's talks about druids and shit like that yeah, all the time. I wasn't a huge fan of that either. No. Carnivore. I think it's carnivore, yeah, yeah. But it's like that was just like introduction. Introductory. Yeah. New York City kid, like heavy music. Yeah. You know, I was like on like some mixtape that somebody gave me. Yeah. Carnivore or something. Of course. Jesus Hitler or something. Yeah. Yeah, all that shit. Yeah. I mean that was that was cool enough, I guess. I, I wasn't a huge fan of it. Mm-hmm. I, I like ignorance. But you don't like the devil. You don't like Satan. No, I like some like street style ignorant shit. Okay. Like I want to hear people talk about like you know some street shit. I don't want to hear anything about like dungeons or dragons or <laughs> devils or any type of plural, not devils. <laughs> yeah, any type of multiple devils, singular devils. <laughs> I don't want to hear anything about any of these things and mix of music with Led Zeppelin, or Black Sabbath. You don't like Led Zeppelin? I hate it all. But they don't think about the devil. They sing about like Lord of the Rings type oh, stuff. <laughs> I don't I like, like that stuff either. I don't see, but as far as yeah. movies, as far as I movies and shit, else. like once you put like, not that I'm nervous or scared like you, like I don't, I don't, like once you put like wizards and dragons, yeah, I'm out. I'm out. Fairies and I'm pixie out. dust. I'm, I'm, out. Out. I'm, I'm, it's a wrap. But I'm, that's I'm what out. Black Sabbath has going on a little bit. Yeah, bro. If you listen to the fucking first, you shut the lights off in here and you blast the first song of the first album, the song Black Sabbath. It's fucking still scary. The yeah, rain. Of course, it's scary. That's yeah. why I don't listen to it. <laughs> but you're 44. Uh, it doesn't matter. I don't no. watch horror movies either. Oh, uh, big huge fan. Big fan. My left arm is reserved to put a whole bunch of portraits and nonsense from funny horror movies, movies. Or like right. slasher movies. Okay, but I can't watch like The Omen. You can't watch Hereditary then. I don't even know what that is. Oh, I don't. Wouldn't even be on my radar. I wouldn't. Even I, I'm not like you hate it. I'm not phased by horror movies in the fucking least. And I, I, it's funny that this this has come, been coming up on the last several podcasts. And I'll say it again. The guy's name is Ari Aster, and he put out Hereditary. He's a young dude. Yeah. Hereditary and Midsummer. I don't get phased by horror movies at all. Me and my girl sat there, quiet. And sat there for two hours and change and watched Hereditary. And when it was over, we looked at each other and we just didn't fucking feel right, dude. Like my fucking, my inner shit was off. Like yeah, I was. Why do you do it to fuck- yourself? Because it's interesting. Because you're bringing some shit in into your life that you don't need. That's on the TV. It's feeling. Mm. It makes you feel a certain No, it made me, it, it fucked sure. me up in a very odd way. It's like I liked it. But I don't like it. Like, I kind of shit. Those, you know what I mean? I saw both those movies in theaters. And both times, while the credits are rolling, I look at the person next to me and I'm just like... Yeah, mid and Midsummer is bananas because Hereditary is very, very, very dark. The whole movie's very dark. But her, but Midsummer is completely opposite. And obviously, every horror movie that you've seen, it's mostly dark or rainy or whatever, right? In the woods or whatever. It's not. Midsummer takes place in like fucking Sweden during the fucking solstice. So it's bright as shit the whole movie. And to watch some really creepy shit go down and chaos happen and batshit crazy shit go down in the brightness, it's fucking disturbing the way this guy does it. Bro, 
I ain't gonna watch it. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm glad you're giving it a good review. But yeah, Midsummer's on Prime now on Netflix right yeah, now. Hopeless movies are great. Great. You won't like them. Yeah, uh, you'll hate. Them. I think I think that director's got some kind of issue with his family. He has, some, but he's a fucking brilliant. But is it is it like is it religious scary? No, uh, I hate uh, religious scary. Not like not Mid-summer. like summer. Midsummer. Yeah, yeah, no, they're, they both are. Yeah, they but it, but definitely. it's definitely occultish. But it's not over. But it's not over the top. Like what about the Blair Witch? I hated that movie. That movie scared the shit out of me. I hated it. It's like I watched it. What it was? Have you seen it? I mean, I was a grown man when it came out. Like I'm 44 years old. I saw it when I was in my 30s. I think. No, it was in your 20s. I was scared shitless. I watched it. I was like, this is retarded. And at the very end, it's like, oh, (laughs) that's the end. The asshole standing in the corner. (laughs) What the fuck is this? I hated it. I didn't. Oh, it broke boundaries because of the point of view. First of all, I don't like witches. (laughs) A. Second of all, I don't like nature. You know what? What? I don't like nature at all. Why? I'm scared of nature. Seriously, I agree with you. Yeah, dude, I go, I go hiking sometimes. I don't understand. Nature's scary. I gotta go hiking with another. How? If I could walk out in the city streets right now, right, chilling, yeah, ten dudes could come up to me. I could. I have a fighting chance. Right. I have a fight. Maybe I can even talk my way out of it. Maybe I can buy my way out of it. Maybe I can swing my way out of it. Right. Bobcats, I'm dead. <laughs> Bears, dead. You can't win. You so, can't win in You nature. gotta be prepared for class. What are you getting yourself into? Like, I have no sympathy for, like, you ever see that show, I Shouldn't Be Alive? No, but it's, I... It's I, on Prime. You have Prime? Amazon Prime? I think Prime? my wife... Will have, yeah, yeah, I think so. Every season is on there. You watch it for free, every one of them. I don't feel bad for, like, the fucking... The rich fucking girl who's running on the side of a canyon with her jerk-off dog. And next thing you know, she slips and she falls and breaks her hip. And she's stuck down there for three days. And snakes are coming at her and all kinds of shit. And things are picking at her. Like, I don't have no sympathy for you. Like, you shouldn't be doing that. But, like, you know, if if you're going into the woods... Hey, you know, have yourself, you know, a little bear spray. (laughs) No. No? You shouldn't be playing with these things. It's like when people go... Like, I'll go swimming in the ocean. If I'm at the beach, I'll go swimming. I'll go all the way out and swim. But if I'm on a boat and we're in the ocean, and you jump into the water there, you're asking for trouble. You get Jaws. animals, the sharks. Animals? Know. There's animals, and in- <laughs> we don't understand. There's no, but you see, you, you have more of a fucking. It's like there's a comedian or somebody who said it. I think I don't know. It might have been Bill Burr or something. But he said like, "Yeah, you know, there's a shark attack here at the beach." Well, of course, that's where the fucking people are. Like, you're at the beach, of course they're going to eat you. Yeah, but there's a, the chances of them coming to the beach are probably not as good as if you're in their fucking, you're in their home turf in the middle of the fucking ocean, and you jump in there, they're going to see you fucking swimming up there, you know, like little legs, like yeah. you're fucking in the light, like you see yeah, in fucking like a the bullfrog. Movies. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> but, but it also right, depends right. on what water you're in. The fucking ocean, the Atlantic fucking ocean. Yeah, but you, yeah, I can understand if you're like fucking off Seal Island, off of fucking Africa or Australia. But if you're, if you're like, you know, if like you wouldn't jump off of a boat like maybe like a thousand feet off of like Coney Island. A thousand feet? Yeah, I jump off. Five thousand feet. No. A mile. No, no, a mile out. Now we're getting too far. Now we're getting a little crazy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I think we're getting too far. All right. So back to what were we talking about? The uh, oh, the 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 you're scared of 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 witches and Ouija boards. <laughs> but that's this is the everybody's scared of them. 
No. Everybody has That's not true. That's there's not some true. sort of there's some sort of aversion to it. Or else it wouldn't be popular. Unless, unless I just don't fuck with it. I'm not saying I'm like I'm not I'm saying I'm scared of it and I think it's all true. I'm just saying it's something I don't fuck with. Because because why? It's just taking a chance. Just taking an un, a, a, a unnecessary chance. Of what? Of conjuring up some fucking devil or something. Yeah, like Lucifuge. You get you get to conjure up Lucifuge in your living room. I don't think you can. I don't believe in that stuff. Right. But why play with it? I hear you. I don't believe in a lot of things. That I don't fuck with. I don't believe in voodoo either. But I'm not fucking going and reading the voodoo book. The voodoo? Are there voodoo books? I'm sure. It's like scrolls. I figured that they would be voodoo. Or the scrolls. fucking stores with the the what's the what's the the Spanish one? They have those stores. Santeria. Yeah, I ain't fucking with it. No, I'm not fucking with Santa Maria. That just sounds scary. Yeah, I mean, I seen, I know tattoo shops that have like those saints in there. Yeah, like the red saint looks yeah. like a Grim Reaper. Uh huh. You don't like it? You leave. And they put rum there and stuff like that. Like, you know, as like an offering. Yeah, that's weird. Offerings to things is weird. He's just playing with stuff that you don't understand. <laughs> it's like an offering. <laughs> I yeah. know. Do you really? I mean, would you do that? I wouldn't leave an offering to some statue. I'm not superstitious, but I'm superstitious in a sense like I won't say certain things because I don't want that on me. I understand that. Like, I don't like, like, I really have to fucking hate somebody if I, like, say, like, oh, this fucking guy drops dead. Like, I won't even say stuff like that. Right. Because if the person did, you know, I don't want to see somebody actually drop dead. Mm -hmm. So I just don't play with stuff that I don't want to play with. You would hate my house. (laughs) I'd hate your house. You would hate my house. Is there voodoo dolls and such? There's not voodoo dolls. Voodoo dolls and such? No. There's um. There's several Ouija boards. Okay. Um. There's dolls. Like my girl <coughs> has like these. Just they're just like really old, like antique, like dolls. See stuff like that, like creeps, creepy stuff doesn't scare me. Okay. Um. It's gotta have. I think it's gotta have religious undertones. Yeah, you would hate it. That's when it scares me. Yeah, you would hate it. Like you, you, would, like, you would probably feel uneasy. People are like, you know, like they'll see like all these, like, like let's say, like a creepy clown statue or something like that. Right. Or mo- what's that movie where that clown's killing people? Not it. There's the other one where it's like really scary looking. Oh, um, uh, terrifier. Yeah, like that doesn't. Ball- I gotta watch that. Did you see it? I think I saw most of it. I don't think I watched the whole thing. I don't. I'm not really love stuff like that, but right. it does. That doesn't bother. Me. Right. You know what I mean? Because it has no like weird uh, religious undertone. Right. But he, yeah, but he's supernatural. He has the clown. Supernatural's okay. All right. <laughs> satanic is not okay, right? So well, the Ouija board is not necessarily satanic. It's not necessarily not either, though. I, I, um, people say you talk. They talk to demons on there. Yes, I've, I've, I've witnessed that. Yeah, and it sounds crazy. And I'm not sure if I got really into on a on a previous podcast about Ouija board stuff, but I'll get into some shit if you want. I don't know if I want. Yeah, now I'll tell you a story. All right, let me hear. What, uh, what the fuck was that? That was. <laughs> but um, all right. Well, I'll say that I I don't have a religious bone in my body. I don't. I'm I'm basically what you would call that agnostic. Like you have to show it to me in order for me to believe it. Yeah, like, I'm the same way. Right. It's like I'm I know. A, I'm not an atheist. I'm no, an because I, no, because I'm not that cocky to say that there's nothing because I don't know. You know Same. Yeah. Same. Yeah. I, I don't think I know everything, so therefore, whatever. So, my girl is is heavy, heavy into it. 
been foot way heavy into what into Ouija boards and oh, okay, right, and right. and I guess a cult. The occult. Yeah, but I'm saying that. But if she listens to this, she might be like, "Well, not really, but maybe." I can't really explain. It. I can't really speak for her. Your house smell like sage. But uh, sage is constant in my house. Sage is constant. That's burning sage. Burning sage. She'll light it and she'll put it and she'll see if the smoke is going straight up. If it's not, if it's going towards something, there's an energy in the house. Yeah, yeah. It's this. Yeah. yeah, I would hate your house. You would, <laughs> you would hate it. Well, if there's no sage in the house, then that's like a problem. Like we need to get sage. What is sage? It's like a weed. I I think it smells like really bad seventies dirt weed, but it's not. Well, where do you purchase this thing? Oh, you can purchase it all over markets. Yeah, yeah, markets. They sell, they sell a lot of places. Yeah, they sell out a lot of places. You're just not looking for it, so you're just not noticing it. But yeah, there's sage everywhere. But they uh, sell that shit at the grocery stores now. Yeah. Yeah. You go to fucking Hot Topic and buy a bundle of sage. <laughs> For real. You can. But. That's that's real. It's real. Oh so. So, uh, no, it's for real. You could buy it at, like, Spencer's and Hot Topic. That's like, for real. hilarious. Yeah. Which kind of makes the credibility to me go down. Because you can well, buy it at Hot Topic. The board is, is by Milton Bradley. Right. But now, here we, here we go. I'm saying the same thing. I'm like, relax with the fucking weed. I'm telling my girl, like, relax with the Ouija board. It's fucking dumb. It's made by some Taiwanese kid with four fingers, and it gets shipped off, and you buy it at Toys R Us. Fuck that. She's like... Why does he have four fingers? I don't know, because I'm thinking, like, child labor. Oh. Yeah, maybe, like, one of them got cut off. One of them, right. Maybe a demon took that. Right, maybe a demon took a digit. (laughs) (laughs) The phalange. The phalange. Right, so, so that's what I'm thinking. She's like, no, you're an idiot. She's like... Don't look at the board as the board itself. The board is only a portal. I can, She's like, basically, I can take a marker and write out the alphabet and write yes or no and buy and use like a shot glass and use it the same way. It doesn't matter if it's an actual Ouija board. They just look nice and whatever. So she was like, I could write this on the fucking coffee table and, and it'll work if you know how to do it. If you put yourself, I guess, in the position to be an open portal in order for things to come through. Maybe it worked better. I don't know. Because you put your hand to it. All I know is that she would be, alright, I'm going on the board, but yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever with the board. And then... Do you only need two people to, to no. make a Ouija board function? Absolutely not. Yes. But yeah. then she could be cheating. No. Today, let me finish my fucking story here. She could just be playing it for no. fool. I had an ex-girlfriend that used to play with the Ouija board. She used to tell me she was talking to some fucking demon or something. And one day I just fucking shut the door on her and I never fucking saw her again. (laughs) (laughs) All right, now check it out. See, I had the same mindset. Dude, you don't understand. I'm like, fuck all of this dumb shit. I was just like that. So it's even funny for me to even be saying this because I almost can't believe that I'm saying this. But it's the truth and I'm not crazy. I wasn't high. I wasn't drinking. Nothing. Completely stone sober. And she asked me one day, she was like, you want to try to go on the board? You could talk to your mom. And I was like, <clears throat> nah, I'm good. There's a couple of times she asked me, nah, I'm, I'm good. And then one day, I guess she caught me at a fucking, a weak moment to something, a vulnerable moment. And I'm like, 
all right, fuck it. And my daughter was there. I'm like, all right, fuck it. Now, I still have the attitude like, this is bullshit. But all right, let me appease you and let's just do this finally. So you can stop asking me, basically. So I, I got down on my knees because it's on the coffee table, on my knees in front of the, uh, like, the board is upside down to me. She's on the couch and she's looking at the board normal. And I'm on the other side. I have paper and a pen because I have to scribe and write down each letter that comes through. My daughter is sitting on the other couch watching this. So I'm like, all right, show me. She's like, don't be a dick. She's like, it's not like that. She's like, you have to be at least willing to accept this, at least for now. I'm like, all right, fine. So I put myself into a mind state. I'm like, all right, you know what? I'll give this all the benefit of the doubt, and I'll, I'll do this. So she gets into, like, it was, it was crazy. Like, she'll close her eyes, and then at first, I'm still thinking it's bullshit because next thing you know, it takes a second, and it'll move. But she says that, like, it's like, yes, she is moving it, but she's not moving it consciously. She's moving it, but there's something that's going through her that's making her go to certain things. Now, for instance, she, it started moving. It was like circular, circular, circular. And then it went, it spelled out. Hi, Jim. And then I was like, hmm, all right. Hi, Ma. And I never told this to my girl, but the next thing that came out said, my baby boy. My mother would say that to me all the time. She never knew that. There's no reason for a conversation for that to ever, ever come up. So right there, my skepticism went down a little bit. I'm like, okay. And then... There was a lot of things surrounding, very shady things surrounding my mother's cause of death. So she started getting it, and then all she because I'll put it out there because I did I did a podcast about my life story and I basically spoke about it anyway, so it doesn't matter. On her birth certificate, on her birth certificate, on her death certificate, it says cause of death, suicide. Okay. Okay. Gunshot wound. Okay. I never believed it. I never, like, my mother never fired a weapon in her life. Terrified of guns, like, didn't know how to use it. There was bullet holes in the fucking ceiling. Like, you're not bucking shots and then, and then you're just not doing that. Not my mother, no way. So, the next thing that comes out, she wrote, she writes, I did not do this. And then it gets heavy because I'm like, I'm like, yelling down at the fucking Ouija board. And I'm like, well, then who did? And Nikki was just like, like, dude, relax. Like, she's in the room. Like, you need to just chill. And then she spelled out a name. And, like, she spelled out the first name. And I was like, holy shit. And then I let her spell out, like, six letters of the last name. Because I didn't want to fucking give her... The answer, if it was kind of like if she was winging it somehow, and I said the name, and it fucking went to yes, grinding, and I know this person, and this person has very, very close ties with my mother and my stepfather and all this shit. So 
She never knew this guy's fucking name. I never fucking mentioned this guy's name. Nothing. And that this now now uh, this is a, ter- a sad story, and I feel for. But this doesn't seem fucking terrifying to you. This is not. This is something you want to play with. But when but but I dude, I swear, I felt that my my mother was like in that fucking room. In yeah, that's that terrifying. I don't find it terrifying. I find it fascinating. And if you're, dude, dude like shit. a lot, a lot of shit. And then like we, and then, and then I'm like, yo, let's go on the board. Yo, let's go on the board. Like, I want to talk to my mother. I want to talk to my mother. And we would go and shit would come out, dude. Like all kinds of shit that I never told Nikki and it would come out like shit that only I know and would fucking come out, dude. And I'm just like, yeah, I and just got chills. on it too. And her hands on you it. You weren't touching it. No, I'm not touching it. I'm th- I'm looking at it, and, w- w- and w- in my right hand, I have a pen, and I'm writing shit down. Not even looking at the paper. Just like, okay, H-I-J. And then sometimes I'm just writing letters, so I gotta kind of, I have to break up the words, because it's not saying, okay, next word. It's just going through letters and spelling shit. Crazy, dude. And I have like a stack, like two-inch stack of fucking white paper of just all sorts of shit that I scribed coming through for my mother. Yeah, it's terrifying. It's fucking crazy. But, I, but I'm done with it. I'm, I'm done with the board, though. No. No more. I'm done with it. For a long time? Yeah. Yeah, I'm done. I think I got all my answers. I'm good. But there was a time for like a month where I didn't go on the board and my mother was kind of pissed that you don't say hello to me. Do you know shit about my daughter? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. How is your mother pissed that you don't say hello to her? Because, because... At the time, because because I started talking to her through the board, and she was responding back to me. It was like a conversation. I would talk and ask questions, and she would fucking answer through the board. Yeah, but how do you know this is not some evil shit that that knows your mother's story that's actually talking to you? You well, don't know that. Well, if it is, well, I don't know, man. I mean, I mean, hi, my baby boy, this, that, this, and then names of shit. Directly, how are you like a very, very, very smart guy? I don't think you are. I'm not either. He's not either. We're not that smart. (laughs) You understand what I'm saying? Smart. (laughs) What I'm saying is, is we don't understand shit like this. So you shouldn't be playing with it because it's it's out of our it's out of our. Even the smartest people on the planet can't understand, can't grasp this fully. Right. And fucking. Two goombas from the outer boroughs and a kid from a punk rock kid from a walking show. There's no way. There's no way we can know about this. So you're playing with something that, 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 that's too deep for us to understand. Well, well, let me tell you something, man. She fucking she she knows shit. Yeah, but whatever whatever is coming through that board had a personal fucking connection with me. But how do you know that it's not some sort of fucking evil shit? How do I know? That just, gotten, that just knows that whole story. Maybe it's not evil. Because there's some sort of cosmic bullshit that they can tie themselves into. I don't know. Maybe this it's the a... stuff you're playing with. You should be playing with. But maybe it's my dukes. Well, like, uh, it's still here. Yeah, I'm chilling. podcast. You know? But now maybe your house is haunted. No, maybe it is. But yeah. that, 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 that's what the sage. Let's say goodbye. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't say goodbye, it's, they don't go away. Yeah, they. That's how you close you like the let door. Them, uh, you let them in or something. Yeah. See, this is I right weird, there. I had a oh, weird experience. Let me hear this. Right, and then, it's, and then, and then I'm going to continue not, with something else that happened. It's not that crazy. It's, it, I could be lying. 
I just remember playing with one, and I remember, like, we, dude, we were, like, 20. I was living in a hotel. We were, like, 20 years old. Three people living in this hotel room, and we were playing with it all the time, and we thought we were solving a fucking murder. I kind of thought everyone was fucking with me the whole time. No, was it two people holding it or one? We were all touching. Okay. And I kind of thought one of them was pretty. That's I, the only time I played with it. was all this shit, like I was murdered, all this shit, like all, like crazy shit. I, was, I thought it was everyone was fucking with me. Until we had, we had like, done up candles lit in the room and shit. And it said some shit. I can't remember. Dude, it was so long ago. But I remember all the candles went out, and I'm, I look in the corner of the room, and I don't even know why, but everybody looks in the corner of the room, and it's just like, from the corner of the room, just black. Just enveloping the room. Like the, the corner of this hotel room. I didn't see any and of that kind like, of shit. And we're like, what the fuck is that? I look over at my, my, my girlfriend and her roommate lived in this hotel room. It was their like college dorm because the college was so like over whatever. Yeah. And I was just fucking sleeping there because my girlfriend lived there. And like, I see it. I would never go to this room again. You know, <laughs> did, you stay, did you stay in the room after this day? We left. And, and, he, and my, did my, you ever my return? girlfriend wanted to stay. Did you ever return? Yeah. Oh, see, I would never go back. Do you have like the? Do you have like I, the I red I saw it. I saw it, and I was just like, "We gotta fucking go. We gotta fucking." Go. Her roommate's like, "Yeah, we gotta go. We gotta go." She's like, "No, we should stay." My girlfriend's like, "We should stay. We should stay." I'm like, "No, no, you can't Let's stay." Go. Do you she have to do that shit by yourself though? She was like, she had some like crazy family trauma or like involving death, like in her life, so she would just do that shit by herself all fucking. You see, that's what I find a lot of people are obsessed with death. I'm not obsessed with death. Do you have the red pepper hanging from your rearview no, mirror? No, I'm not superstitious. Okay. On the Maloit. Little sister. A little bit. <laughs> well, here, well, here's another thing. Um, and at first I was like, this is fucking batshit crazy. Um, I got, I got, listen. Some people might think it's crazy. Some people might think she's crazy. Sometimes I think she's crazy. And sometimes she'll admit that she's crazy. But my girl got. There's something there. Like, there was another time we were on the board, and every time every time we go on the board, though, I, I have to get, I get a candle next to it, and I get one of my mother's belongings. I have, like, a, an unopened pack of her Virginia Slim cigarettes. I have, like, things. I have, like, rollers with her hair in it still. I have, like, a few things, like, rosary beads and shit, even though she was, really wasn't religious. But, so, there was one time, and, and we were talking and blah, 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 and then... Nikki says, uh, she's like, right, well, I, I haven't done this in, like, years. So, like, hold on for a second. And I'm sitting there, I'm watching her. My daughter is there, too. So she could probably even say, like, dude. So she goes into, like, I don't even know if a trans is. Oh, boy. Hold on. <laughs> I don't even know if that's the right word. It's probably not. But. She wasn't even looking down at the board at all. She had her hands on the planchette, that's what it's called. And she's looking straight at me, but not really at me. She's almost looking through and behind me. Her eyes aren't blinking, nothing. And she starts going with the thing. And now, mind you, she's not even looking down, dude. So she doesn't know exactly how to spell shit when you're not looking. It's not that fucking, you know what I mean? It can't be that much of a conspiracy. And she starts She starts spelling out, you're going to be freaked out. I'm already freaked out. She spells out basically, I don't remember the exact words, but basically, um, 
my mother is speaking and said that Nikki allowed me inside of her. So basically, like, my mother's spirit was inside my girlfriend. You're and, bugging Milwaukee out right now. And she, I'm bugged out. And she, and she <laughs> was, dude, she wasn't even looking down at the board, and she's spelling shit and writing shit out as, like, my mother. And she even asked, my girl never smoked a cigarette. Maybe my girl smoked, like, one cigarette when she was 18 years old. She asked for a cigarette and this and that. And I gave her a cigarette and I was about to light it. And like all this shit was going on and blah, blah, blah. And then my mother left and it went by and the planchette like fell on the floor. And then like 10 seconds later, Nikki came out of it. Her eyes were tearing because she didn't blink. And she's just like, yo. And I'm like, what's up? She's like, what's up? And she looks and she has a cigarette. And she's like, like, what the fuck? And I'm like, you asked for a cigarette. And I wasn't going to open up my mother's. I gave her one of mine because I was smoking cigarettes at the time. So, yeah. It was like she was in her, bro. I see this with my own eyes, and I'm I'm such a skeptical person. I I can't stress that enough. I can't stress how fucking skeptical I am. But this is what I'm saying. Why are you you playing with this shit? I believe it, but why are you playing with it? It was fun. It's there. I don't know. This is stuff that we shouldn't invite into our lives. It was Maybe interesting, right. though, to say the least. Maybe you're right. Gives us content for the Brooklyn Blast Furnace, huh? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm terrified right now. Well, I'm you shouldn't be terrified. You're in the confines of your, of your tattoo shop. Well, see, I don't invite any shit like that in. So my tattoo shop's not haunted. My house is not haunted. You don't know that. Maybe I know you just it. have nice people. You don't think uh, you got any kind of anything in here? There's magic in here, tattoo magic. There's magic. That's yeah. all it is. Tattoo like magic, these, dude. You got create... you got original <laughs> original drawings or or redraws things that have been drawn for how long? That's tattoo magic. That just that just comes through through uh, as art. But that's no, like, there, there, there's something things, magical about some it. Kind of power in it. I Absolutely, think. I believe in a lot. I believe that old tattoo designs have some sort of. Power is like, like a around. talisman and dude, stuff. I have been tattooed for like hundred percent years. Believe that, but that's not that's not a spirit. That's energy. Well, what's a spirit? Energy. It's all energy. No, this 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 is not this tattoo magic has never been an actual person. But a person, a person's energy and feelings and aura but all that's go what, into that's, that. That's 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 life. That's fine. Spirits are all around you. You know, it, it, someone leaves a legacy, and that legacy carries on, and their energy carries on through these type of designs. That's different. That's that's something completely different, and that's something that's that's even more almost on a. You can even get into a scientific level on that. Right. It's not supernatural. See, my girl was going to come, but she has to wake up at like four o'clock in the morning. She was like, she was debating on coming here because you yous would fucking go. Man. But that that's that. Well, you're talking about supernatural. What I'm talking yeah. about is 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 the energy of, of a universe. You don't have to get. This, this thing you say like, supernatural, you think... but maybe it's natural. That's hence super... nature. Hence no, because it was never a person. It's never. It's never. A, it's never a soul in somebody. And now that soul is out of the person. And now that soul still exists. Where does that soul exist? It doesn't. That's why they don't play with. Where does the energy go? The energy, the energy can't die. Right. So where does it go? Richie Fye's bedroom. No, there's no, there's no ghosts. There's no ghosts. No, I hope not. <laughs> now, nah, see, I hope that there's no ghosts, but I hope there isn't. But I don't feel like say, like everybody in this tattoo shop uh, is on some level where we're like, we do traditional tattoos, and we feel like traditional tattooing 
has some sort of magic to it. Right. And we collect old pieces of this history and we let them live on because we we love the talisman nature of people wearing the same design over and over and yeah. over and over again. And that there's something to that. There's some sort of magic to that. But that's not a supernatural magic. That's a magic that we create, that, that people have created. There's nothing supernatural about it. I don't know. I do. Maybe. There's got to be some deep I think, fucking shit. I think there's shit. energy in that. I think that's like... There's, there's, a, there's a, a, a kinetic energy in that that we are, we are creating. We're making that happen. Because we're celebrating what happened before us. We're not, there's not some supernatural entity sliding in and making these weird things happen. No? No. We're creating them. So, like, what about, like, a religious painting that they people say shit happens? Like, some broad starts crying. Like, the mother Mary May I or whoever it is. I don't... I don't, I don't Mary on a half shell. I don't believe that to be true. No? I don't either. I think it's a bunch of bullshit, too. No, it, you know what? Especially so, because like, when you start getting into that, then you start talking about there's money. Absolutely, you know what I mean. Because now that people making donations and everything, so right? Once money gets involved, you know, it's, it goes out the window. You know, man, a man is inherently greedy. Yeah. So once you get that involved, it's, it's way out. All right. I mean, listen, this is a commercial business. There's, there's some sort of you know greed to this too, but it's 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 a positive thing. It's right. Not, yeah. It's you're doing something cool. <laughs> I'm, not tr- I'm not tricking anybody. Right, yeah, you're, yeah, you're not like a white collar criminal. And even if I'm, I'm not a religious person, that's saying if you get this tattoo, it's going to save your soul. So give us money, right? You know what I mean? Those people that have a crying Mary statue, like, well, if you get this, you know, you're gonna, you know, like you don't believe that like somebody saw like Jesus's face in the Dorito, no, or like a piece of toast. I they could have looked well likely it, but it wasn't right. Just like you look up at the clouds, oh look, oh look, it's a kitten in the clouds. Quince. Right, of course, Quince. not like a divine thing. No, absolutely not. I agree. No, L and B squares are a divine thing. Well, we're gonna go to pizza. I mean, <laughs> we're gonna flip the podcast that quick to pizza. I mean, no, nah, I'm go. only kidding. <laughs> we could go. Yeah. Well, th- well, since you do the neighborhood knucklehead, don't you have a, a specific fucking group of questions that you ask your fucking guests? The, p- the thing I ask everybody on neighborhood knucklehead, I have a, 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 a few. Right. Uh, do they vary? Yeah, I, I I like to ask people what the greatest mob movie of all time. Well, that's I mean it's kind of across the board. It's not though. I mean, Most, I have a lot of answers. You have a lot of answers. Like I was surprised like Isaac said once upon a time in America, but he's Jewish, and it's Jewish mafia, right? So okay. maybe he relates to that more. True. I, I mean, could I could tell you I could tell you overrated ones. You know what's a great one that always slips underneath the radar? It's the Irish Mob, though. It's State of Grace. It's a great fucking. It's State of Grace is a great movie. Great movie. It's been, that's always mentioned. Is it? Yeah, it's it always gets mentioned. Okay. Like hell, every podcast I do, somebody, and especially if I do, uh, you know, I do uh, more generally a crowd. Yeah, you do more. You generally like one on one or two, three people. Yeah, I'll sometimes have six or eight people in the room, and that always gets brought up. Okay. But it's usually Godfather 1, Godfather 2, or Goodfellas. It's Goodfellas. I think so. You do? Yeah. It's definitely Goodfellas. Definitely not a Bronx Tale. No. No. There's like a couple of good... T- I, I, dude, I, a Bronx Tale is an excellent movie. It's, I don't even know if it's excellent. <clears throat> I, uh, all right, what about The Irishman? Did you watch The Irishman? Yet? I did. What did um, you say with that? 
Would I even consider that a legitimate mob movie? I don't even know. That's a mob movie. It is, but uh, it is, but it doesn't. It doesn't. Would you consider Casino a mob movie? Yes. Okay. It's a different. It's a different. Bronx Tale is in my answer. Casino. Yeah. Casino is a great movie. So many quotable classic great lines. But Bronx Tale is is an arguable one. Yeah. If that's a mob movie. It's all right. Because that's more of a, like, my wife says that, that when I, she listen to the podcast, she's like, well, Bronx Tale's really a coming-of-age movie about, you know, C, more right. than it is about Sonny. True. He just, he's just in his life. Right. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's just part of him growing up. It's right. really about more about these people that are not in the mob than it is about yeah. people that are in the mob. I agree with her. So that's an arguable thing if that's a mob movie. The Irishman is no doubt about it a mob movie. Because Zeno's no doubt about it a mob movie. Yeah. Did you like The Irishman? I give it a. I've said this. I got. I just did a podcast the other day. Um, when are you putting it out? No, no. I did. I was a guest. Okay. On what? Uh, my friend's podcast, No Lies, Just Bullshit, which is a great podcast if you're into sketch humor. Okay. Excellent. No lies, just bullshit. What is it? No lies, just bullshit. Okay. It's a. It's a tattoo podcast. Okay. Uh, it's not all tattoos, but it's 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 very tattoo centric. All right, so, uh, my oh, friend. All right, so people. No, he has like some. I'll check it out. Sometimes he has like some oddball like people from Virginia on it. Dude from Virginia. I guess. Okay. Yeah, sometimes he'll have like his neighbor on. You know what I mean? He'll just have like a weird episode. Sometimes that's, that's cool though. Sometimes like yeah. like somebody that doesn't have like a platform or whatever, just like a run of the mill next door neighbor guy has great stories. Yeah, and that's he's got like some like hillbilly yes. like. Uh, oh. Hillbilly. I don't shit. know. Is hillbilly or redneck? What is people from Virginia? Virginia, I think. Well, I, I think I, I think West. I think West Virginia are hillbillies. West Virginia is the worst place on earth. I, yeah, but uh, I don't know. I've never been to West Virginia. I drove through it. I just know that one movie, The Wild Wild Whites of West Virginia. You uh, see that? No. Oh Jesus Christ! You no. saw that before? No. I sorry. Oh, it's fucking. These people are awful. No. But uh, the Irish. So uh, when I talked to my friend Nick on No Lies Just Bullshit, I was on that. Also, once before, so this next time around, we talked about mom movies. So the next time around, he was like one of the persons he was asking me about the okay. Irishman, and uh, I said it on that podcast. I said it on this, I would give it a strong seven out of ten. Okay, I would give it a hard, a much higher score if they didn't do that aging thing. Okay, that they did. Yeah, that was very, very distracting. It was. When, right. when when De Niro's kicking and beating the shit out of the guy, it's like, yeah, he's seventy years old. And yeah. he, he's supposed to be like a thirty-five year old man. He's like kicking him like he looks like, like a seventy-year-old man. man kicking. Yeah. Or when Pesci is like trying to fix the timing chain on that one when he first meets De Niro. Yeah. His face is not in the right place of where his face should be. His face is like over to the side because yeah. they like superimpose it. Yeah. I haven't seen it. They did. Uh, they did like anti-aging. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah, anti-aging and anti-de-aging uh, and 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 they even made them older at a certain point. Right. Huh. And that that looks bizarre. It yeah. Looks bizarre. Um. All right. So you give it you give it a strong seven. A strong seven. Yeah. I I think I would. I, I'm not mad at that. I, I would give it a seven. I, I would. I I wouldn't give it any higher than that. It was. I enjoyed. I loved Pesci in it because he wasn't the same. He was the opposite. Yeah. He was the opposite. He was very laid back, and I thought he nailed his role. I thought Harvey Keitel's, he had a small role, but I thought he was great. And I'm not the biggest Harvey Keitel fan. Now, let me ask you a question. If you had a penis the size of Harvey Keitel's, would you show it in all those movies like he does? The guy's hung like a fucking thimble. <laughs> I've seen this guy's 
Peace could deal uh-huh. four times. And the bad lieutenant? Yeah. The guy's got I no action. Yeah, I don't know why. Why would you show your, your junk if you're, you're hung like that? Maybe he just doesn't give a fuck. I don't. I mean, is he a grower, not shower? But this guy can't have much going on. <laughs> Poor fucking Harvey. <laughs> Poor Harvey. But like, if I think they could, if it was a half hour to twenty minutes shorter, I might give it a seven and a half. I think there's a lot that they could have just taken out. A lot of it was just a little too. I didn't mind the length of it. And I don't mind long movies. I'll sit there and watch a long movie all day long. But it was after a while, I was just like, uh, right. If I had to go to a theater to watch it, I would have been upset. Oh, yeah. Fuck that. I but hate I going to the movie theater. Yeah, I don't like it myself. I hate it. <clears throat> every time, I was like, all right, we'll go to the movies. And every time I'm sitting there, I fucking hate it. Because someone was rustling with their fucking bag. Someone's right behind me chewing in my ear. It's like everyone, so, there's always somebody that isn't settled the fuck down yet. Yeah. yeah I, I hate that shit. I agree. Settle down. And then you have the asshole with the kid in a horror movie. Well, this is a new thing, though. From what I'm hearing, is you can now buy. Say you really want to see a movie, my friend Akira did it. If you you can now buy certain certain places, you can reserve a seat. Oh really? So what he does is he buys him and his lady a seat, and then he buys the two seats on either side of him. Ah. He buys them out too, so he pays for four tickets for two people. Right. But you got nobody sitting on either side of you. That's a good. That's a good deal. I'm thinking about buying the four out in front of me, the yeah. four out behind yeah. me. Yeah. You box yourself on, out. One on either Just side. Make a Just make gorgeous. myself a, a little square. Yeah. Nice. Next thing you know, you're in your living room. It's a $200 think. movie, but fuck it. Yeah. At least I'm fucking all right. I think it's worth it. Yeah, why not? So that's one of the questions. Do you I really want to see it? Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. 200 bucks. Now, that's one of the questions I asked. So you say Goodfellas. Mob movie? Greatest mob movie? I have to say Goodfellas. Another Would you question. consider Scarface a mob movie? No. Yeah. Yeah, it's gangster. Really? Movie. It's a gangster movie. Gangster movie. Yeah. Not a mafia. I mean, if Crime. State of Grace Crime. or that other one, um, The Departed, a lot of people say. Great movie. Not my favorite, but it's a great movie. But it's, you know, it's 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 a gangster movie. Yeah. I guess if you if you quote it as what's the best mob movie or what's the best gangster movie. Right. That will make the changes. Yeah. Another question I generally ask is the greatest <laughs> New York City song of all time. That's a tough one. The greatest song that about New York City, or that that makes you think about New York City more than any other song. Back in the New York group. That, that's a good one. It is a good one. But do you go with the Kiss version, or there's an, actually a glam band that that that's actually a cover. It is. Ace Frehley's version is a cover, right? I, 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 I didn't know that. How about yeah, the Lords of Brooklyn version? That I don't know. I've never heard that. Oh, it's <laughs> fucking great. It's great. And um, I, I usually yell at people if they say. Frank Sinatra's New York, New York. Right. Because it's not about... It's about coming here. It's about coming here. It's not about being here. Right. It's, it's, a, it's a thought like, if I can make it there, I'll make it anywhere. Right. It's not it's something that it's like... Right. I, I'm from here. You know what's fucking weird? But, it, but it, it's... I don't know why, but the first thing that came to my mind is New York State of Mind by Nas. That's, I've kind of like... I've kind of taken hip-hop out of it because there's so many. Right. But yes. but that but that song right there. But Streets like, of New York by Cool G Rap is a better New York song. Right. But New York State of Mind from Nas is. Yeah. Oh, I think of the... crime when I'm in a New York State of Mind. Like uh, I think excellent. grimy New York. Like I think New York. I don't think of Disney World like it is now. I don't think no, hipsters. Yeah. I think grimy old New York. 
Yeah, well, we're of a certain age. Yeah, so that's what I think of. I don't think of. I mean, that's. A, I mean, I, I. My answer is is I choose uh, either me and Julio down by the schoolyard, which doesn't really mention New York so much. It does does mention Queen uh, Queens of like Corona. Right. It mentions, uh, but it's just such a New York song. Yeah, it is. Uh, so and I also say Odyssey, which is a disco song, Native New York. Okay, I don't even know that. I'm not a disco guy. Well, you got to broaden your horizons. I'm not a freestyle guy either. You got to broaden your horizons. No, I don't. I don't. There's some good tunes. There might be. But, like, I always hated freestyle music. I don't know why some people got that. I don't know why. I've listened to it. I've heard it. I've been around when it was all over the place. I don't get it. I mean, it's a very... I mean, Robbie might not even know what that is. Freestyle music, the dance music, that's just... Kind of, it's kind of got that's a Latin, so far Latin vibe to it. Yeah, it's, it's a Latin dance type it's of. It's all whining. I don't know. It's very only like it's only prevalent in New York, New Jersey, and Miami. Yeah, it's nobody knows about that music anywhere else. It's weird, right? It's very, it is a very strange. I like it. Yeah, it's, it's it's not a lot of people know about it. It's not a. I wish I didn't. I don't mind it. <laughs> you know, it is when I used to date like a lot of Guido girls when I was a kid. Oh, it's, it's Guido music, and and yeah, they always like that. That was their like their yeah. music. My wife still likes, yeah, some free stuff. My Z wife Cavaricis and fucking. Uh... My wife loves glam rock, like she would be down with that Molly Crew album you're going. I'm not mad at glam rock. Yeah, I hate it. I'm you not mad at it. Yeah. I, I, mean, fu- I, I find it to be. I fuck with like New York Dolls and shit. It's so over the top and ridiculous, and it's such a shit show and so bad that it's actually some of it's actually really good. <laughs> Once it's like you know what it is like the, the New York shit that was you know like the early glam stuff that was going on like the. Lower East Side and shit. That I can. That I'm down. With. Not like Sunset Strip. But LA. once you get, once it moves to L.A. Yeah, once yeah. it got kind of metal, it got kind of clunky. Yeah, I but did. like, what about like Brian Eno? That's I don't know rad. what that is. I don't even know what that I'll is. It's like it real early glam rock. That's like. Is it L.A.? It's almost punk. I think yeah. it's British. Oh, it's British. It's British. Don't. I, I can care less about that shit too. You hate, you hate the English? No, not the English, but the, the whole. I don't really like British punk either. No, that's what I mean. Like, I don't, I don't know British people, so it's like, whatever. But I, I, you know what I mean? It's like, I don't care. But it's just, it's, that it's, is, it's neither here nor there. You have a show called Neighborhood Knucklehead. It's neither here nor there. It's like neither here nor there. I don't know any of those motherfuckers. I just don't. Ah. I don't know. Ah. Yeah, I raise an eyebrow when I hear the accent, like, somewhere. Like, all right. But, no. But like, I mean, I love, like, Cox Bar and shit like that. Like, I love some of those bands. All right. Well, that's, that's, I'm not mad but, at that. But, but once it, uh, once you get into the real, real, like... Uh, well, like Slade, that's glam rock. T-Rex, that's glam rock. Yeah, I don't really like that. Yeah, I'm not really a fan. I like I like the over-the-top, nonsensical fucking... What was the first band you said? There was a... Slade? Yeah. Slade. Yeah. I've heard of him. One, one guy who comes in here gets, like, all like these tattoos related to that band from Jeremy. Noise. Really? Yeah, that's, I think they're the original... Come <coughs> on, feel the noise, right? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna probably I mean off the, right off the top of my head I would probably have to say New York State of Mind by Nas, even though you're you're ruling out hip hop. But I, it's oh, like I, I rule out like I usually rule out. Oh, I mean I guess I come from an era when hip hop was not as mainstream as it is now. Well, you know yeah. what I mean. So it's it was on, on, hip hop and hardcore and punk rock were kind of in the same of course level. Of, I'm from the of same popularity. era, right? Yeah. So the reason why I in my head, put hip-hop out of it. It's because I also put, like, uh, you know, hardcore and punk rock out of it. Right. Because 
a lot of people that are maybe listening to my podcast are tattoo, you know, people that more tattoos than they are to the music choices they make. Right. So it's like if I say a Paul Simon song, it's it's a little bit more mainstream that everybody can understand. Yeah. But meanwhile, I don't. I, I forget in my head that hip hop has become so mainstream. Of course, it's just what I remember it from when I was a kid. It was right. But you know, you know, you come out and say like you know, greatest New York song of all time. So we just come out with like a Chromex song. It's like I'm really nobody's gonna know that except right. for people in the bubble. Right. So that's probably. But so hip hop. But if you're gonna go hip hop, I think Cool G Rap Streets of New York is better. Okay. As far as a New York centric song. All right. Uh, in the ghetto from Brock Kim also. There you go. That's off of the Let the Rhythm Hit Him record. I don't ghetto. recall. I remember the it video is. had the. It is. It's Let the Rhythm Hit Him, No Omega, then that song in the ghetto. Nobody smiling. Nobody smiling. Nobody smiling. Yeah. And then there's an all that other song. What about the Elvis song in the ghetto? It's probably the most racist song I've ever heard in my life. I don't even know it. I probably <laughs> heard it. I probably heard it, but I don't even know it. It's one of those songs that like you heard when you were a kid and it was just like. Yeah. You thought it was okay, and now you listen to it. Wow, this is incredibly racist. Yeah, yeah. nice. Old Graceland, Molly's in Mississippi, deep south. I get. Well, I guess he, he's been accused of probably. I mean, you know, you don't like music. Well, yeah. everybody credit. That's yeah. he made a career out of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. But he tapped out on the toilet bowl. Is that oh, really what go. happened? Yeah. Yeah, it's like a fact. Yeah. Yeah. He died taking a dump. But that's a common thing. Because well, when you're having a, that when you're yeah, having a heart attack, you think you have to take a shit. They say. Oh yeah, yeah. So I didn't know that. People run to the toilet. A lot of people like die on the way to the toilet. Hmm. How do you know? I, I don't know. I just watch TV. I read a book. <laughs> <laughs> I read a book that said, "Hey, you know, when people are running to the toilet bowl, they people have had heart attacks and survived." And they said, "You know, when I was having that heart attack, I really felt like I had to take a shit." It's not like everybody who has a heart attack dies. A lot of people say that they smell toast. Yep. I thought, taste almond. A, I thought that was a stroke. Yeah, maybe that too. Yeah. yeah. They taste almonds, right? I don't know. They have an almond taste in their mouth. Almond taste, huh? Almond yeah. taste. Yeah, with Jesus' face on it. Oh. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> look at that. They, they call that a callback. They call it a callback. Yes, I know. Yeah, we know comedy. I know. We did this <laughs> last time. I know. By, by the way, speaking of comedy, I'm gonna, I, I think I'm going to go do a stand-up yet. Do do it. Why wouldn't you? I don't think I'm going to be good at it. I think Sebastian Maniscalco was really good as Crazy Joe Gallo and the Irish people that try to do that. Yeah, yeah. I, I just feel like it's something I want a bucket list. Why not? Why wouldn't I you looked do it? some places up there? Like you could do like three minutes. Yeah, and it's Go just open like, mic. Yeah, it's an open mic. Three minutes. I just I don't want to pursue it. I just want to try it once. But what if you get? What if you kill it? You have the whole room rolling. I am going to fucking kill it. I don't fuck around. Right. You see that? And then no, I just want to put it down after that. You can't do that. Then you're going to want that again. How many things can I be great at? <laughs> can't be great at everything. You never know. You could be multi-talented. I don't think I'm great at anything. But anyway, you've <laughs> seen my band play. I mean, I kind of just do a stand-up back then. Yeah. You're a great frontman. You should play often. More. So I You feel should put like out a new record, it, too. I feel like, well, we're actually going to like record, all my suggestions? We're going to actually record, I think, like three songs. We're not going to put out records anymore because it's worth Oh, yeah, it's pointless. So you put out like three song EP. No, we're never going to do that. We're going to like record three songs and film videos for them, put them on YouTube. That's and it. Have them on like Spotify. And... Are you? Are they done? The song, the, are they recorded? No. Okay. Are they written? The music is written. I didn't write lyrics to them yet. I write, I do that later. Okay. I, I, I usually, with all our records, I usually. The band writes, goes to the studio, records it, and gives me a finished product. And then you write the lyrics over it. And then I write the song. So your band's caught in a trap? Yes. Yeah. 
Is that an Elvis reference? Yes. It was Another originally called Suspicious Minds. And take, that was the original uh, name take, of the take Good Night New York. That's a, the name of one of his records. Yes, that's true. And in Jeremy Tattoo, that's <coughs> right over there. And in the title track, Good Night New York, he fucking uses fucking Frank Sinatra fucking shit. Reference. I reference Frank Sinatra in a punk rock song. Yes, you do. It's not easy. It's <laughs> not easy, but it's well done. Yeah. It's absolutely well done. And Disney and hipsters, and they talk about all sorts oh, of yeah. stuff. Yeah. But, um... Beers and brown bags. All that. Yeah. Yeah. I know. But yeah, so I figured figured since I've done, basically, been in this band for, I don't know, 15 years or something like that, and I've basically done a stand-up act in between songs. Right. That's way more than three minutes to have. Yeah, of course. You know what I mean? So, but I don't know how much I'm going to write. I think I'm going to go up there with monologues. All right. Well, you, you maybe maybe like a little bit of like a like a little framework, and then you go there, and then you just fucking riff half of it in between. Yeah, I think I'm gonna have like a bullet points. Yeah. Are you are you gonna do any crowd work and like abuse like that guy's hairdo or that guy? That I don't. I, I mean, I think you have to be pretty deep into. Like I said, I just want to dip my toe. Right. Which is basically what you're not supposed to do with anything is dip your toe. Right. But I just want to do it once as a bucket list thing. Um. But I think that when you're getting into like crowd work and such like that, I think that you you have to be in a comedy club that's not an open mic. From what I understand, all right. these open mics is a bunch of other people that yeah they kind of want to wait their turn. Yeah, there's nobody's going there to like check it out. Right, and maybe not you know right. somebody people's friends or something. You you go up. I don't I don't do comedy. I'm not funny, but I go to comedy open mics sometimes. Dude. Oh, and is it is it? Are most well, of the I'm people there? I'm probably the only person there that's doing it. But I go. I go and watch sometimes. If there's one and I'm not doing anything. And how? Do, do, do you like people watch really people funny. like really, really bomb? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. I think I'd I think I like to see that. It's not funny. I know, but it's, it's something. It's, it's, most it's, of the time when people really bomb, it's because they said something that they maybe shouldn't have. Like, and see, most fuck of the time that. People, most of the time, like. Just there's enough people in the crowd that want you because nobody really wants to see you fail. I think. I okay. think they. Everyone wants people to be funny. You but know, then at a comedy club, think, though, they right. But then there's sometimes where there's a guy who's up there and he's just eating his own fucking balls and he's just not funny and it's uncomfortable in the room. Dude. <laughs> it's just uncomfortable. It's not that he didn't. Say, he said something like "quote unquote" offensive, which shouldn't even be in comedy, but. He's just bombing. Like, he's just not funny. And, like, me, I feel like Im- I, I feel bad. Like, I feel embarrassed for him. And Secondhand embarrassed. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I get that a lot with people. You see, but I, I I almost want, like, I know a couple of people that are that are very funny. Right. That would probably do very well on a podcast type of situation because right. they're quick. But they would bomb. Right. It's different, dude. It's a fucking art, bro. But I absolutely no, think it is. Absolutely That's why, absolutely why I'm not trying to say that I think I'm going to be good at it. Right. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But that you can be a natural, and you don't even realize. I'm it just yet. saying. I just want to try it because I mean, it I'm so like used to having a microphone in my hand. Huh? Sounds like you're going to find out soon enough. Yeah, I'm going to do it. But you let me know when you do because I'm going to go. Because I'm going to go. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you do it too, then. Fuck that. Why? why? Not? You'd be like a. Kind of funny? Why not? Yeah. Andrew Dice Clay weirdo. Oh thing. my god, no! Because I wouldn't. I don't have material. I just talk. I just say obnoxious, dumb shit. I'm a fucking half a knucklehead. I just fucking say dumb shit and keep it moving. 
I don't have like a bit. But I'm going to go up there. I'm going to see a spotlight on my face. I'm going to see some asshole over there with a tap out shirt on with his fucking arms crossed. And then I'm going to be. Yeah, but see, that's the thing. I I don't think that these people have. I don't think these people are going to be going to an open mic. People go to an open mics, bro. People go. Open mic night in some places are like a big thing. I think people want to see you succeed in an open mic. Now, when you say you see people bomb, it's usually like they said some, some like, some foul shit, like some racist yeah, shit or something like that. Much, but you yeah. can and say something that's not even like even really that's racist. Really and you what, can... The only time that I ever see people really bomb out of it, especially in New York, in Wisconsin. So like maybe New York's a whole different. Animal. No, it's not. I've heard things. In New York, you say one thing. New York is probably more more woke than than Wisconsin. Oh yeah. It's, oh, I agree. You say yeah. one thing, and someone takes it fucking wrong. It's a fucking whole shit show. Yeah, I wouldn't even go with that route, though. I wouldn't be a shot. I bet there's a lot more people right. here trying really hard to pursue a comedy career. There is. There's, there's a lot of comedy more, like, I think a lot of people in Wisconsin are just doing it for fun. Where in New York, I think there's a lot of people that take it really seriously. Yeah. There's probably a lot more people that are really bad just because there's more numbers. When I just typed in open mic in, in, in Brooklyn and Queens, in a Google search, there was huge. websites where there, there was like seven or eight for each night of the week. Yeah, yeah, you know, Monday, and it like told you what the crowd was. And there's like, probably motherfuckers that hit on all of them. Yeah, they yeah, said like get there at five o'clock shit. because you know you'll get on by ten. Yeah, and so you're sitting there and you're watching people bomb, you're watching people kill, and then the next thing you know, like I said, I I don't I don't think I'm going to do uh, exceptionally well at it or exceptionally bad at it, but I just want a bucket list. I think you should. I, I, why Why wouldn't you? I never had the urge to do that, but you do it this weekend so I can see it. <laughs> but why not? Why are you trying to go in the city? Huh? How about in the Manhattan downtown, Lower East Side, West Village? There's all those comedy clubs over there. No, you have to be legitimate to do that. You can't just walk into those. There's places. open mic nights. There's open mic nights at the fucking Fat Black Pussycat right around the bar from Comedy Center. I don't want to do that. No, I don't think so. No, no, no. I want to keep it low at first. All right. If I do okay, if I do. If I do okay, listen up, kids, and don't bomb. Right at the small open mic here in like Brooklyn or something. Right, then maybe I'll go to Williamsburg. One, yeah, that's where there's a lot of. Yeah, there's a place called the Way Station. That there's probably shit. There's 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 comedy everywhere, dude. You'd be surprised. Because I love comedy. I, I so literally I. watch. That's all I watch. I don't only watch that, but it's fucking. And I, I've now, always been. It's so strange because it's like, what I think is drawing it to me even more is there's so many podcasts that feature comedians, obviously, as the host, and they have other comedians on. Yes. And I see so many ties. Oh, yeah. To the way comedy is, to the way tattooing is. Okay. You know what I mean? There's like this uh, mentor, apprenticeship type of thing. There's oh, this, yeah. There's, there's this whole same vibe of yeah. like, you know, these... Totally. Elder statements and elder statesmen in, in comedy versus the young people coming up, and the young people coming up will help the older person in some way, and the older person will help the younger person and give them some sort of clout. And right. it's like this whole, you know, it's the same as what I'm, what the business that I'm in, the business that I love. Yeah. So that's why probably I should stay out of it. Why not? Fuck but it. at the same Kick time, the door in and go do your thing. Fuck I, it. I want to try it. What? Well, and, and I think you should. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Fuck it. What's the worst thing that's going to happen? You bomb. You go up there, you eat your own dick, and then you fucking walk. Yeah, I mean, like, I already have, like, I think, I already have 
in my head, like the whole plan okay. of what I'm going to talk about. Okay. And it's, there's nothing like I'm going to bomb out where it'd be offensive. Right. Yeah. You don't have to. It's mostly self-deprecating. It's mostly just my own knuckleheadness. Yeah. Well, that's a lot. Yeah. It's. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're mostly just, you know, silly shit that I've done. Do you ever listen to like the, the Robbie Kelly podcast? No. Robbie Kelly, you ever hear of him? He's a comedian. Bobby Which Kelly. one is that? Bobby Kelly. Bobby he's, Kelly. Yeah. Heavy set guy, ball guy. Yes, yes, yes. He yes, says yes. he's on his sixth fat now. He was on the Degenerates. Yes. But Recently. his podcast rules. I never heard his podcast. It's called the YKWD podcast. It stands for the You Know What Dude podcast. And he come, he's on. He has always has comedians on. Always. Rich Voss comes on. Fucking Louis J. Gomez. Like, there's a whole bunch of people that always go on. So there's all different kinds of comedians that go on. And they just sit there for two hours. And they just there's no direction or nothing. They just talk shit. And they rip each other apart. And self-deprecating. And they abuse each other. It's fucking hysterical. Every week I listen. I love it. You know what my favorite podcast is? What? Gilbert Godfrey's podcast. I haven't listened in a long time. I think time. Gilbert Godfrey is probably the funniest human on earth. He's to listen to. Dude, he's so fucking good. Yeah. He is he's an acquired taste for a lot of people. So good. But I find him hysterical too. Did you ever see when he he's the he's you know what I like? I like roasts. Okay. Oh fuck yeah. And he's the best. It's fucking roasts. funny, bro. Did you ever see when he roasts George Takai? No. The guy from Star Wars? No. Oh. Star Trek. Star Trek. That's no. it's fucking brutal. It's brutal. Uh-huh. But at the same time, it's just fuck it's so good. I mean he's just telling like old school gay jokes. Because oh, yeah. the guy is gay. But then as after he tells the joke, he explains it to him. Uh, right. <laughs> and that's the <laughs> he funny explains part. why. He's, you know, he like, says it in that Gilbert Yeah. He's, he's like, you know, why do you like... you know I'm not gonna go into it, but right. he, he says, you know, he tells the joke. And he's like, you know, because his mouth will come. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. He just explains the joke to him. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> that yeah. and... and I have to tune back in because I listened I listened a while back. I actually kind of, like, forgot about it. Isn't it like Gilbert Gottfried's Great Amazing Colossal yeah, Podcast? Colossal <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like when he, told the, when he tells the, the 9-11 joke? Uh, I don't even know. He told the 9-11 joke at a roast, like... Uh, like a couple of weeks after 9-11 happened Oof. and just lost the crowd and then just goes into like that aristocrats joke oh yeah <laughs> uh, so fucking crazy no that's ballsy yeah <laughs> and it's crazy because you know what that joke is the aristocrats no. you know what I'm talking about I do alright well it's this long joke that I guess comedians always tell each other and they just keep adding on to it adding on to it, adding on to it. and the punchline is just you know the, the, the funny part about the joke is just that they keep adding on to it and make it more gross and more raunchy and more gross and more raunchy. So when he tells the 9-11 joke, the, he loses the whole crowd. So then of he course. starts telling the aristocrats joke, and he's going on about, you know, you know brothers and sisters fucking and stuff. You know what right. I mean? And all the comedians are just dying because right. they know what he's doing. Of course. But the crowd is even getting worse on it. Right. They don't know what he's doing. <laughs> it's just like this inside joke of this this joke. There's yeah. actually a documentary about it. Penn, Penn he's, he's already buried himself. He's already buried him. Yeah, so he doesn't it's give a fuck like, at that yeah. point. He's like, I'm just, go- I'm just getting out. Right, I bombed now. I'm just going now. Yeah, I love stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I have so. actually, I'm not going to talk about it too deep, but I actually have like a lot of uh, I'm behind the scenes on a lot of comedic content that's going to be coming out. Okay. Uh, 
you'll probably maybe see my fingerprints on it once you see it. But there's some some tattoo content that's coming out. Okay. That's it's gonna be pretty fun. Okay. Nice. I'll leave it at that. All right, leave it at that. <clears throat> Good shit. So. When do you when do you think this new Court in the Trap stuff is going to come out? Um, we've just been talking about just going to the studio and tightening it up. Okay. And then, you know, we always record with Glenn from No Redeemer Billy Club. Yeah. Uh, so, Glenn, you know, we'll just hit Glenn up, record it. Yeah. And then I guess it's just a matter of, like, filming videos and such. Yeah. You know, hopefully, I, I, I mean, I would say 2020, definitely. I, when, when in 2020, I don't know. Okay. So at some point this year, new uh corner trap shit. Yeah, we got we got we got about eight new songs, but we're gonna do record like three of the best the three best ones. Okay. I feel like our albums our albums are pretty good, but yeah. There's usually like six good we usually do like ten or twelve songs, usually like six really good songs and the rest is just like ah fuck it, let's put this one out too. <laughs> let's see throw, throw, throw it to the wall, see what sticks kind of Or there's like there's definitely songs on our albums. Songs have been written. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely songs on our album that are are like kind of pieced together, you know, in the studio after the fact. Yeah, and it's just like <clears throat> we never really played them live as a, as a unit. Right. So those songs will record. It's like it's like almost like a hip hop song on the last record. Uh, that uh, song about power and greed. It's kind of got like a hip hop vibe to it. Like right. that song was like almost like pieced together in the studio. Like we barely played that live. Right. I don't think we. I think we only played it live once. Okay. So we never really played it as a unit. So then we never play it live. So it's like a waste to. Yeah. You playing anytime soon? No. No. Nothing. Uh, nothing. We don't have nothing booked right now. Nothing scheduled. Nothing scheduled. We'll probably play. Uh, we're talking about doing maybe like a big show, like uh, maybe putting together a big thing. Uh, around that video, if we're gonna drop a video, you know, we throw a pretty good party. Yeah. Between me and Jay Rogan. Yeah. It's always fun. Corner Trap is always fun to watch. Your, your, your little banter in between songs. Yeah. I, I've actually played a place, and there was like three people there. And so those are some of the most fun shows for me. I either have a ton of fun at the when 10 people show up or a terrible time. <laughs> right. And, you know, I'm one or the other. But we played this place in Astoria maybe about six months ago, and they had this giant, like, SWAT, uh, SWAT thing around. Uh, what's the other thing with the the devil? Pentagram. A pentagram. Sick. And behind the stage was like this giant pentagram, like this weird gold thing on. And I pretty uh, much did the original, the, the first half of this podcast on the stage. <laughs> so I'm like, why are you bringing this in the house? <laughs> Look at what they're doing. <laughs> I went into that whole spiel. Nice. You know, saying that they love Satan and such. All right. It was fun, though. I wish somebody taped that one because that was some good banter. I had. Yeah. Yeah. What else do you usually ask people? We just went off on a tear. One time I was in a... <laughs> one time we were playing with that band Dying Fetus. You know that band yeah, Dying Fetus? I know of them, but it's, it's I don't not even my know thing. You guys are on the same bill, huh? Yeah. So we're opening we're up next. We're opening up for Dying Fetus, and like I'm behind the, the, the stage. My band like comes out. Nobody wanted to see us. And it was like just like these metalhead kids in the crowd. And I just... Uh, Pretend that I was the uh, what's that guy? From? I had to ask my band member, uh, Cliff Burton. Is that the guy from Metallica? The, the dead one. The dead, dead base one. Yeah, I pretended yeah. I was his ghost. 
from backstage because <laughs> there's always metalheads in there. Oh my god! So I was like in backstage where I just had the curtain in front of me. I was this is a close to my band's trying to play a show, and I just did that the whole time. The nice. Whole time. I want my sneakers back because I was like, yeah, whatever. That's it. Oh my god. <laughs> well, fuck it. Where was this? It was at the Old Moors. Really? Yeah, this was years ago. This was 15 years ago. Oh, I thought it was like kind of recent. No. Like, I'm like, what the fuck? This was so long ago. At Lemoore's. Good club. First show. It was not show. called Lemoore's, I don't think, at that point, though. The cabaret? I don't remember what it was called. I don't even know why we were the on warehouse. that house. I don't even know how we ended up on that bill or why we were on that bill. It was either the cabaret. It was probably called the warehouse at that time. Was this called some numbers at one? Like, a, like LBQE or PQEs or... BTRs or something? Possibly, but I don't remember. I, I remember was, uh, I remember it was Lemoore's, and then it turned into something else, and then it turned into the warehouse, which is basically, it was Lemoore's again. And then, at that time, when it was the warehouse, the stage was on the opposite side of old Lemoore's, where the big bar in the back was. That's where the stage was. It was turned around opposite. And then they reopened it again, and the last time I was there, I saw that rap, the rap band, um, the rap group Nonfiction, with, okay. with Biohazard. And I was hammered. And it was weird because I went to Lemoore's and it was like, it looked like old Lemoore's for the most part, but there was like 50 people there. And one of the like, hardest shows, one of the hardest shows I've ever seen in my life was Biohazard and Life Agony. Oh, fuck yeah. I seen Biohazard. People were going dancing so fucking hard. Yeah, Biohazard and Life Agony, I seen those two bands probably the most out of any fucking band and mostly out Lemoore's. Have you ever had Live Agony on your podcast? I had Mina on. Early, like episode like 12 or something like they're that. They're playing again, too, huh? No, yeah. They, they have a yeah, new I think they do a record. They have a new record out. I mean, it's I was the never... The Sound of Scars. I was I never a big fan past... River Runs The River Runs Red record. Right. Whatever, River Runs Record. And the demo. Right. I love those records. The and first two demos of River Runs Red. That's the era I seen them in. Yeah, oh yeah, me too. Well, they kind of became like I felt like they kind of like were like trying to like they were trying to break out on the grunge yes yeah thing that was going on and it kind of lost me right but uh, there's some bangers though there's there's some bangers sprinkled into in all of their records I believe that I believe I just never probably gave it a chance right but uh, that was like as far as that era them and Biohazard Alamores oh was crazy was a shit show yeah. Yeah, I think Typo Negative might have been on that show also. Possibly. I seen Bio, I'm, we might have been in the same room because I seen Biohazard and fucking Life Agony play together. This is when. This is when Key, aka Mina, would come out. I remember. Still I, playing keyboards. Yeah. And then during the Biohazard set, he came out and he sang the beginning of Justified Violence. Yeah. Yeah, those were good times. Tough times ahead of me, tough times behind. You know, that whole yeah, beginning yeah. of Justified Violence. I remember that shit, like, yesterday. It's weird how I remember flashes like that. Yeah. That was, like, 1993. Fire was hard as hell back then. Dude, they were unstoppable. They were fucking retarded. That first record... Everyone says Urban Discipline, but I, I, I prefer the first record over Urban Discipline all day long. The first record's the best one. Oh. It's rare, rare that people that you say that. Well, I'll say this. Because because of punishment, everyone automatically says Urban Discipline. Urban Discipline. And Shades was, of Grey. Der, Urban Discipline was dope, but... It was. But there's a few songs on Urban Discipline I can kind of do without. I don't know if this is true. I don't know Biohazard. I've met right. them, you know, a handful of times. And, yeah. You know, been in the same room with them a few times. 
and shot the shit a bit, but I don't know them personally. Uh-huh. But I would think, just from being a, a front man and being, you know, caring more about lyrical content, like, yeah. then I think, that, you know, like, that's the, I don't, I'm not a good singer. I just think I write good words. Right. You know what I mean? That's, that's my thing. It's right. more of what I'm saying than how I'm saying. Right. I think listening to those two records, that Urban Discipline, whoever wrote the lyrics on that record, yeah. Was they had help or someone different in the band wrote? Because the first record's lyrics are not as strong, nearly as strong as Urban Discipline's are. But the first record's music is right, is way better. Yeah, I don't know who, but I I know that I because I I had Danny Schuler on, and I think that most of the time that they were touring that first record, they were writing the second record, and then they got the Roadrunner deal, and then I remember. It was like Bobby was saying, I think Danny was saying that Bobby was like, yo, this is, we got to put out the best shit ever. It like wouldn't we, surprise me though if just, if, if only, if it wasn't only, if it was the same person writing those lyrics. Yeah. Like say Evan Seinfeld was writing the lyrics at this time. I don't, I'm not sure who was writing the lyrics. Me neither. But if, if it wasn't the influence of them starting to listen to a lot of hip hop, could be. That yeah. made them better lyricists. True. Because he'll break down shit in fucking in punishment and all that stuff. Very hip hop, all that stuff. Yeah, it had a hip hop. It had some hip hop. Yeah, and then in the third record, I mean, they had a song with Sendog. Right, 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 right. Yeah, they, they definitely really embraced that. Oh yeah, well they got Later they wound on. up they got money yeah, thrown at them and, and all that stuff. Yeah, with Onyx and shit. But yeah, I, I would I would say that the first record is a superior record. Yeah, but it's the only thing that's not superior is the, the lyrical lyrics. Lyrical content is not nearly... Urban Discipline's a really smart record, too. Yeah. I mean, it, it's ignorant Brooklyn hardcore. Right. But at the same time, it's not dumb. Right. No, it's not. The not first one is it, it, it's just... What they're saying is, you know... Love the it. hooks are great. But fucking great. The lyric... The inside, the lyrics... Yeah. Is like, Blue you know, Blood and all that shit. Fucking love that shit. Hard. Hard fucking record. Yeah. I, I mean, I remember... Great, that, it's early stuff that I was into. Constantly on rotation, that fucking first record. Now, what I do you have? I see... I, I mean, I'm. I have of, what an I'm upside down biohazard tattoo. You have an upside down biohazard tattoo. I do. Thanks, Jonathan. Sure. <laughs> but I am also. I mean, I don't really do much podcasting, but I am part of your. Oh my little my little your, podcast your network. network. But I see now the uh, leeways. Eddie leeways on there now. Yes. Now that guy was a smart lyricist. Those, bro. I love all four leeway records, but I mean, everyone knows that leeway was my gateway into hardcore. Sort of at Lamore's open for suicidal. I was like, what the fuck? And next thing you know, here I am. Leeway was dope when I see one. Dude. So good. Born to Expire and Desperate Measures. I'm the guy who likes Desperate Measures better. Whereas most people like Born to Expire better. They're different. They're different. They're they're very different. So different. Well, I don't think that guy Gibbons was on the first record, right? Yeah. Yeah. Michael Gibbons was on the first record. And the second. They didn't have nearly as many leads on Born to Expire as they did on Desperate Measures. No. Not as many. But it was a different record. Like, Desperate Measures was very riffy and heavier, and some parts a lot slower. A lot of fucking of Desperate Me- of Born to Expire is fast. Like listen to fucking like Self Defense. It's about Bernie Getz on the fucking yeah. subway. Is it fair to sew a hole in my side because somebody else has a need? That's fucking hard, bro. No, like those fucking crazy. But those two fucking records are like a huge soundtrack to my fucking teenage and early twenties. Like constant. Damn Life of Agony, early Biohazard, all that early shit. Like crazy. Those were like the two, 
And sick of, oh, always sick of both. Always. Yeah. <laughs> and sick of both. That's the band that you, you, I mean, I know you're good personal friends with, but that's the band that I think that the stuff that they come out with after first record is great. But that's a yeah. band I don't think can, that's one of those bands that just, that their first record is so fucking good. Uh, it's my favorite. Could they ever touch it? It's like, it's almost like. A little cringes. It's like almost like what we should have done worse. Oh. We should have done worse for this record because we'll never. It's, it's, it's on top of it. right, right. It's it's, it's Age of Coral, right? It's a, it's a Coral man, you know. Yeah. Like I, I tell Lou, I'm like, I'm like, Blood Sweat No Tears favorite album ever, and he fucking cringes. He's like, I hate it. He doesn't hate it, but his his voice, he's like, it's just rah rah. It's the same thing, and he's like, I, he was young, so he looks back at it. Yeah, he appreciates it. Of course, it's a classic. He acknowledges it's a classic record. But he's just like, eh, that, that's why they did the nonstop 20 years later or 25 years later. And they redid how they do that shit live. Like in, they redid Injustice System and World Full of Hate and stuff. And they still do that shit live. My life, they still do that shit live. Fucking love that shit, bro. I lose my fucking marbles to that shit. I do. I saw that them in fucking Agnostic Front not too long ago at the Bowery Electric. I lost my shit. I saw the video. I saw you jumping around. They had Rat Pack. Fucking first, fucking first album. I'm climbing on fucking heads. Yeah, I lose my shit. I don't give a fuck when it comes. I I make sure sick of it all is coming on. I literally I I I retie my sneakers tighter because I don't want to lose a shoe. <laughs> and that's it. I give all my shit out of my my phone, my ID, my everything. I give it to my girl. Or if if I'm solo, I'll fucking put everything in my jacket pocket, and I'll get up on the stage. I'll ball up my jacket, and I'll put it behind an amp or something. Yeah. Because I don't want to lose shit. I don't want to lose my shoes. I'm just going to lose my shit, and that's what I do. There's a certain bands that I do that for. Sick of it all is always one of them. Agnostic Front is always one of them. Yeah. I mean, they're both the quintessential. Absolutely. Hardcore bands. Yeah. You know? We were talking in here. We were playing. We, uh, Robbie was here, so, you know, he's... Very punk rock, so you know, you look at him, he's very punk rock. Uh-huh. I hear his leather jacket. <laughs> you hear his leather moving. jacket squeaking. <laughs> Did you pick up the podcast? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, do it, it again. Let's hear it. No, rub it against your. There, there it is. It there. Is. We got that. Got that. <laughs> so we were, you know, in the, in the <laughs> punk rock state of mind. Yes, they were playing a lot of punk rock in here, and we were talking about Warzone is also yes. that quintessential. Yes. Great band. Great band. Um, rest in peace, Vinny Value. Yeah, for sure. Um, Great guy. Yeah, I didn't know him very well. Um, acquaintances, but yeah, every, but, I mean, ev- but, ev- but every, but t- every, I never hung out with him. But I've been to a million shows where he was there, and every time I said what's up to him, hey, what's up, blah blah. blah. Always a super nice guy, always laughing. So, you know, condolences to his family and shit like that. I, I believe he had two little girls, so rest in peace, Vinny. Rest in peace, Ray B's. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Warzone is one of those bands, and for some weird reason, I only seen Warzone once. Really? Only once, and that was at the the famous Palladium Riot show. <coughs> where I've seen Warzone so many times. I've seen them only once, and they were like the first band on. There was hardly anyone there. It was at the Palladium. It was so weird. Leeway, Agnostic Front, Nuclear Assault, Lunachicks, a band called Functional Idiots. Uh, there was somebody else. I'm sure Murphy's Law. And that was another quintessential. Ah, uh, fucking so, my favorite live band, of course. 
talk about fucking banter and comedy on stage. Oh, Jimmy G. Unbelievable. Dude, I, I saw him in Milwaukee. He played at 10 people. And he was, he was he great. Killed it. Killed killed it. Hilarious. And, and <coughs> like, I saw, I saw them. It was, it was not that. It was a couple of years ago where it was at the Gramercy Theater. Nuclear Assault played a show, and Murphy's Law opened for them. And I was on the stage. I was back like on the side of the stage. I was bullshitting with fucking Jimmy. And Jimmy was all nervous. Nervous. I said, what are you nervous for? Uh, I don't know if we're going to go over. You know what I mean? It's fucking, look at this crowd. Everybody looked like him. Right, right, right. Fucking leather jackets. <laughs> fucking this, this back patches of like some fucking cradle of filth. Back patches. Cradle of filth. Wow. Yeah. That is, not a, that is not a punk rock band. No, it's not. But they, they, they're they nuclear assault. Who's cradle of filth? Some like yeah, thrash, it's like some shitty it's band. Like, uh, it's like a hot topic band. Diet, diet black metal. Oh, you know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking of puddle of mud. Oh my god! <laughs> that's what I was thinking. That's what I was like. That's not anything crazy. Ugly kid Joe. Uh, no, but they're like they to see fucking nuclear assault like these guys, you know. And and but I, I fucking they are. But Murphy's Law is completely different. So Jimmy's like, uh, I don't know. I stood on the side of that stage and watched Jimmy turn the entire fucking Gramercy Theater into Murphy's Law fans. Oh, absolutely. It was fucking awesome. Absolutely. So good. Best. The best. He was hilarious. Best. I mean, he, him and uh, Paul from Sheer Terror are, oh my are the best. God. When it comes to mixing that. Talk about and it. And it's two different things. It's completely like, different. It's like almost like a... Paul's angry, sarcastic. It's almost like... It was like a, Hysterical. It was like a happy... Uh, Comedian, who's like, you know, that's kind of like Jimmy, and then like Paul is like Don Rickles. Yes, you know, he's just like you know insulting people. Yeah. Know? Oh my god. And and he always there's always a little bit of banter before they even start. And how does he always start? Right before they go into here to stay. We wish you terror. Go fuck yourself. And then they go into their set every time. Yeah. Great man. Tells the whole band, whole crowd. Yeah. Wish you terror. Go fuck yourself. And then they go. It's the fucking greatest. Great man. Yeah, great band. I love that band. Great enough. His banter is that they put out the fucking whole entire record of banter. Yeah. What is it called? Oh fuck me, man. I think it's on the same Dead City, the the label. Yeah, my band. Yes. I think it's on the same label. It's a seven inch of it. Just his banter. I think it's like was a benefit for someone. Yeah, I don't know. Like but a the, little girl or something like. Possibly, that. yeah. But there's a whole record of just snippets of just banter. All the way from way back, he's talking about like Tompkins Square Park riots. Yeah. All the way to however when it came out. Brilliant. Yeah. He was fun to talk to on the podcast. I didn't listen to that episode. I gotta listen to that episode. Yeah. We were in a diner and we were too close to the, to the, to the, uh, like, I don't know, what's the equivalent of the bar back? The guy who clears your table. Yeah, you just hear. But yeah, but like we were too close, so you hear like a lot of crash. Yeah, bus boy guy. So you hear like a lot of crashing and forks and shit like that. But you hear us, and it's it's it was interesting. I appreciate the uh, the listening to your podcast when it's like you kind of like you never know fly on the wall. That's what I try to do. Like the 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 what do you call one was like actually like kind of bizarre, but I liked it. But it was which one the Ricky Powell one. Oh my god. The Ricky Powell one was bizarre. <laughs> Ricky Powell, that was awesome. Shout out to Ricky Powell, it's my boy. Bro, we meet up at this fucking place. 
I don't know, it what, seemed like he was just talking to like the staff there. Like, he was. Yeah. Well, he was because I fucking meet him there. This is a little behind the scenes. If you go back and listen to the Ricky Powell episode, um, we walk into this place where he's been going to for fucking forever. And they even have like he has nicknames and shit like Uncle Sloppy because he just dresses like however the fuck. There's like an Uncle Sloppy burrito or this and that. So we walk in there. He's like, you're hungry? I'm like, no, not really. He's like, ah, fuck it, come on. Whatever you want, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. So we order some shit, and he's like, ah, and he tells the lady behind the table, behind the, the counter, it's, that's to go, you know, I'm going to go sit over here and record, blah, blah, blah. So I guess that didn't register to her, because the place was all sorts of busy. So he's like, all right, so we go over, and we're sitting by the window in a couple of bottles, and I have this thing set up. Right. And you hear in the background, Ricky! And he's like, what? Like, what are you doing? And he goes over, he's like, Hold on one second. He goes all the way back over. That was supposed to be to go, blah, blah. And he grabs, he has a huge fucking bag he puts down. We're just sitting there shooting the shit. He's he fucking bummed out. Yeah, it was bizarre to listen to, but I liked it. It was, he was super fun, and I want to do a part. He actually, he wants to do a part two. Oh. So I'm going to do a part two with him. Maybe we'll get some other character in there with him. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, but I like that about your show. Yeah. Words. Some people, some people, like, I've heard, I'm not going to mention names, like, Oh, you're still going to places where there's all sorts of noise in the back? Yeah, yeah. If you don't know, this episode 142. If you don't get it by now, you're never going to get it. That's why I don't want to do, like, I can't do, it's really hard to navigate because I don't know where I'm going to do the next one when I meet up with somebody. You know what I mean? I'm not doing it in my house, and plus that puts a damper on everyone's schedule. Plus there's fucking spirits there. Right. (laughs) That's a callback. Yeah, it was a callback. I forgot about the spirits. But... That's why, like, I would like to make a video aspect to it, but what am I going to do? Walk around with a fucking camera and set it up where? On the fucking, on the side of a table of a busy diner? Yeah. Well, what you could probably do is you could probably do, uh... I want to do it, but it's not, it's not you feasible probably, You would probably me. have to do, like, a blast furnace video special. Right. And just, not do, everyone. Like, video special number one. Right. And video special number two. Right. And, you know, in between. Right. You'd have to. It'd have to be almost be a separate show, right? It would be this show, but just video yeah. as well. I would upload it as a, a regular episode, but there'll be like an extra a video of the whole thing into it, right? Yeah, yeah maybe. You wear a suit. Do I wear a suit? You should wear a suit. No, in the video one, you should wear a suit. Yeah, yeah. Make it like a talk show. Like, I like, fucking fill out like a Johnny nice, Carson. Bro, I fill out a nice suit. I clean look up the well. Fucking, look at your hair, bro. This is a week out of a haircut too. <laughs> I haven't shaved either. I feel like a half an animal. I put on a nice suit, a little tie, nice, nice. I clean up good. I shave all this off. You don't see my grays. I look 27, Rich. Oh, your hair's gray on top. Yeah, but yeah, but you know what? This is all day. The gel's look at coming the side. out. Look at the side. Because this... that's, I'm a week out of a haircut. You don't look 27. I get a skin fade. You I shave all this off. Uh, I, I, you could buy, I could buy 35. 27? 28 max. No fucking way, bro. Telling you, I get a good night's sleep. I don't have no fucking crow's feet inside of my eyes. 28. How often do you look in the mirror? Every day when I uh, brush my uh, hair. Yeah? That's oh, it. I guess you got to brush your hair. I don't brush But my it hair. takes three seconds. Yeah, I don't look in the mirror. No? Never? Not even when you shave? Look at me. How often do you think I shave? Not often, but you got to look every once in a while. Yeah. Every once in a blue. Every I got to charge this phone. Yeah, hey, cut charge your phone. Hey, how long are we going? An hour and 42 minutes, Rich. We're like two cacarons. Yeah. So what are we going to do? we stop? Yeah, I don't know. What do you want to do? Unfortunately, I'll tell you this. I do have to drive back to Brooklyn and drive around like a jerk off for an hour and a half. Unfortunately, uh, my my wife takes in straight cats often. Okay. 
And unfortunately, one of the cats is going to. She, she texted me before. It's going to pass away today. She said. Oh, that's not nice. <clears throat> so I do. If my wife is going to be home, and be upset. Okay. I do want to get home at some point and hang out with her. All right. So she's not bummed out. Okay. So, so let's was, do that. This was fun. It's always fun. No agenda. We just babble. It's yeah. good. Well, you never prepared questions, right? Never. There was only two times I ever had. It wasn't even really questions. It was kind of like bullet points. When I did my whole life story thing to kind of be chronological, and when I did the one with Havoc from Mob Deep. Is that your biggest guest? Probably. As far as what, I mean, he's a multi-fucking-platinum fucking... That's what I'm saying. Probably, yeah. Yeah. He's, he doesn't have the most fucking listens, though. Because your bubble is more probably towards hardcore. It's probably sick of it all the time, right? No, the the number one episode as of right now is Mike Judge. Okay. And then right under it, like, no joke, like, last I looked was, like, last week, and he was only, like, 30 listens or 30 downloads before him was actually Ill Bill. That makes sense. And then underneath that, I think it's either the first time I did the episode with Lou Cola from Sick of It All or the first John Joseph episode. You did John Joseph twice? Yeah. Did John Joseph twice? Did Luke Cola once? Craig Craig Ahead twice, and three out of four members of Sick of It All once for episode fifty. I would like to get Arm on solo. I want to get Pete. Pete Pete has never been on, but Pete lives in Miami, so it's hard. And he went back to Miami when we did episode fifty earlier that day, or else he would have been on that too. Let's see. Yeah. Yep. You want to end this with a <coughs> caught in a trap song? I think we did Goodnight New New York last time. It was either Goodnight New York or Shut the Fuck Up. I know what a Sade song. Sade song. I love Sade. Yeah, I do too. But I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble. Why, you get in trouble for Sade? I could. How about Prince? I can't do none of those big things. I love Prince. I'm not I'm not mad at that. Did you hear that? I'll take Prince over Michael Jackson all day. Oh, this is, this is not even a question. Right. It's not even a question. Wow, you just got really serious. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Prince. Forget about Prince, the, after he died, and they started releasing some of those tracks. Yeah, the hit, the nothing compares to you. Yeah, they did the the one that got released later on. Yeah, it, it may be the greatest recording of all time. You think so? Single recording, it's so fucking good. I gotta re-listen. The only problem with it now is that my dog died a couple. I mean, I'm getting dark here on this, but the, my dog died a couple months ago, and the, my dog was my favorite thing in the world. And for some reason, that song now reminds me of my dog because I was like really listening to that song a lot. Yeah. Right as my dog was dying, so now like I have a hard time listening to that song. Yeah. I don't cry over people, but I cried over my dog. Right, I get it. Yeah, there's certain there's there's like there's there's one or two songs that I can't listen to. I'm I mean, I listen to it all the time. But yeah, it, it, it kind of it just puts. So why do you do that to yourself? Start watching I... fucking Hereditary. Fucking <sighs> horrible. Why are you doing it to yourself? <laughs> do you know that nothing compares to you was written? You know who that was written about? I don't know who it was written about, no. I know it was written for Sidney O'Connor. It actually wasn't. It was written by Prince for Prince. Okay. Sidney O'Connor covered it. Okay. It was written... I thought he, like, gave it to her. He might have. Okay. But it was... He, but he then what do I know? First. It's not uh, my world. It was written about his, um, his housekeeper. <laughs> That's what he's singing that. about. Okay. Like, a woman that was, like, kind of like a nanny to him. Okay. That, like, took care of him. Okay. And if you listen to the lyrics now that I said that... That's, I get it. That's what he's talking about. All right. All you right. think he's talking about this long lost love of his? He's talking about like 
his the maid. woman that used to take care of him. I don't know if it was his maid, but she was like a a, like a, a caretaker right. for him. Okay. Like all, all the flowers that you planted, they all died when you went away. Huh. All right. Makes sense. Yeah. Great song. Look at that. As we fucking end on a somber fucking note. Thanks, fucking Rich. Jesus you got Christ. It. <laughs> Thank you. What do you, what do you want? You, but you want, you want to end with a Court in the Trap song? Well, we don't uh, have to. We can just fucking end. Suspicious Minds. What? Uh, she said, I just <laughs> dropped. I definitely can't use Elvis. What's your band's name? Primitives. The Primitives. Yeah. Oh, is it The Primitives or it's just Primitives? Primitives. And you guys got music out there? No, not right now. What come band, come what come band have you been in that's got music? That, I can, that we can find. That's what we want to play. I want to play punk rock Robbie's music. Gosh. Nothing? No, I'm trying to give Milwaukee a shout out. This man. doesn't want to have it. <laughs> it. No, come on. I'm All right. Yeah, play. Um, it was either Shut the Fuck Up or Goodnight New York was what we ended last time. Um, play uh, play uh, my favorite corner trap song is Nothing's Free from the first record. Still is. Yeah. Yeah, it's always been my favorite part of Trap song. All right, very good. And on that note, you know what? Since you did bring it up, follow Dark Satellite Media on Instagram. It's my little podcast network. You'll never hear about my podcast because I never put out any episodes. But when they I'm do come, it. when they do come out, you will. My my you, buddy Phil is on there. Okay, Phil. Oh, oh, Phil, Phil. Oh, for uh, uh, Turnbuckle Throwbacks. Yeah, he does the wrestling part. They, yes, that's one my brother from. I was in like one of my first bands with him. Yeah, he's so a did... great. He's a great front man. He should be. He should be fronting another band right now. Nice. He's the best front man. He's so funny. He, he he's excellent, and, and he's a great dude. Nice. So there's like nine different podcasts that if you go to the Dark Satellite Media page, there's a group on Facebook, and there's the Instagram at Dark Satellite Media. Just peruse each of them, and there's like nine different podcasts. Some are more frequent than others, but there's like one from the dudes from like Knuckle Dust from England, speaking of English people, called the. Who you don't fucking like? No, I like them. They're <laughs> hardcore guys, but like I don't know people personally. Like hey, it's whatever, you know. But it's called the every every. It's called the Everyone But Us podcast. We got a wrestling podcast. We have the Red River podcast, which is like movies and music and pop culture. Then you have the Neighborhood Knucklehead. You have mine. You have the Ill Street News, which is a lot of metal and hardcore from Philly. You got fucking. The new Eddie Leeway podcast. Um, yeah, there's a bunch. There's the Getting It Out podcast. But go to Dark Satellite Media on Instagram and Facebook and check it out and join it and tune in. Because they're all, we're all independent podcasts, which are all I'm basically doing is just trying to get other people to fucking hear it and get hip. And that's it. And with all that... And check out No Lies Just Bullshit. No Lies Just Bullshit. That's the podcast I want to promote because that, that's my boy. There you go. He does great. He does some of the best. As far as I'm concerned, not that there's a ton of them, but he does the best tattoo podcast. There it is. No lies, just bullshit. And with that, we're going to end with Nothing's Free off of the first Court in a Trap record, Richie Fye's favorite Court in a Trap song. And with that, peace. we're over here yeah. now. Yeah. Not the